At Mountain Dew, we'd like to remind you that the world as we know it would not exist without the number zero. Which is why, at Mountain Dew, we'd like to recognize the number zero for making Mountain Dew Zero Sugar possible. Even with no sugar, it packs all of the bold citrus kick Dew Nation knows and loves. It's so good, you have no reason not to try it. As in zero. Get it? Crack open an ice-cold Mountain Dew Zero Sugar. It's zero sugar. All do. This is WWE Hall of Famer, The Think, Howard Finkel, and you're listening to the Nerd Coalition. Welcome to No Gimmicks Needed. Yes! 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 If you can survive, if I let you. You have to be the man! You gotta beat the man! Woo! The kids do big that sucker. Do I have everybody's attention now? Yeah, I hear you, CM Punk. Welcome back to the No Gimmicks Needed Wrestling Podcast. I am your host, Mr. Andy. Joining me, my co-host, not Deion Sensor Prime Time. What's up, y'all? It's me, it's me, the PR. I am me. Yeah, we are here. We're back to do another podcast. It's Money in the Bank this weekend, so make sure you guys uh, stay tuned for the live stream later on uh, Sunday night. And uh, right now, we got a lot of things to get into because we got predictions for Money in the Bank, and we also got uh, just you know other things we we got we got addressed on this podcast. But first, before we go into all of that great stuff, make sure you guys go out check out Space Jam this weekend. I know y'all been hearing the critics slam and stuff like that, but I mean it's a family movie. Go out there and enjoy it, and don't be afraid. Let's say if you like it, or if you hate it, I ain't mad at you. But I'll tell you this: LeBron better than Michael. I just been saying unnecessary hate though. Like I see some people say this is the worst piece of trash. I'm like, it, it, it's, it's not, not that made bad. for it's, it's not, not made bad. for people that's fifty year old though. That's I like. You fifty, you're not going. You probably won't enjoy it. Or so. I don't know. No, I mean, look, even if my thirty three year old self went back and watched my eight year old self watching Space Jam, I'm like, I probably be like this is terrible. But you know what I'm saying? But my eight year old self loved the hell out of it. Yeah. You know, so that's just that's just the way these things are. But you know what? It's cool though. Make sure you guys check out spaciesfully.com. Let's go. We are part of. Make sure you guys uh, subscribe. Uh, you know, there to, to see all uh, podcasts here in Philly. Black podcasts, black voices. So once again, we got the, the uh, they have the Market Dark Show, both sides, Lulu and Pop Plus One, and the Lulu Pop Horror Show. Plus the Nerco has things over there as, as well, such as the No Gimmicks Seen the Wrestling Podcast. Turntables, hip hop culture and beyond, Nerdgasm Talk Podcast, and Drunk Thoughts. Make sure you guys also uh, subscribe to uh, my my main man, Prime Nostalgia Podcast. Every single Friday, uh, we got to do guests. What was on this past Friday, Prime? Uh, this Friday, we oh uh, we created our own Monsters team with past and present NBA players. That seems to be fun. Who did you pick? <laughs> I had a I had a dunk squad. Oh, dunk squad. Okay, so I, I know probably Dominique was in there. Vince yep. Carter. Yep. Let me Sean see. Kemp. Sean. Ooh, powerhouse. Okay. Yeah, I had a, I had the the bully team. I had the heel team. 
Oh, oh, they gonna bully shot y'all. Okay, I like that. I was gonna, I was gonna call it the heel team, but my my partner don't know what a heel is, so I just call it the dust. Oh, okay, yeah. So we had a heel team. No, see me, cause I like the mixture, the mixture that they did of putting the women in there also. And I'm like, well, we gonna, we gotta have my girl Maya Moore up in that joint. You know, so I got, I got have no, angels. They're supposed to have, they're supposed to have Aja Wilson, and it said she was in there, but I didn't see her. So I, I didn't see Kyrie neither. So. I ain't see Kyrie or Draymond, so you know, so maybe maybe the leader scene or whatever the case may be. So there's a couple of basketball players that were said to be in there that I ain't see, but you know, maybe maybe unless they was in the crowd somewhere, we just ain't. Uh-huh. You know? Or maybe or maybe they slowed it down for Dame time. <laughs> so yeah, uh, make sure you check check that out. We're on uh, Spotify, Apple Podcasts, Google Podcasts, iHeartRadio. Check out the snippets on uh, YouTube, and uh, I, I don't know if I'm like, should I do a classic money in the bank review? Well, I don't know, but I, got, I probably got time. But I'm trying to go back and see which ones I have in in the vault that I can do. So, <laughs> but um, yeah. So uh, that's what we got right there. So uh, we about to go get into when the, the predictions. But before we get into predictions, we gotta go back to we we, we gotta do our SmackDown review, man. We gotta do check uh, on the SmackDown because SmackDown had the live audience back in the building so uh it that was great to see because you know it felt like we've been having the pandemic shows for the longest time and you already know how it was prior that those days was hard to get through mm-hmm. so now we are back in the arena we got uh the, the fans are all back and, and i mean me personally i think money in the bank should have been the first place to do it yes it didn't start after that but they want to start on smackdown which was stupid but whatever yeah. So, but okay. But but once again, we we're, we're back. So let, let's go right on into SmackDown because we uh begin the show with a video package of WWE missing the fans because you sure we we, we got to cater to the fans, right? Then here comes Missing Man, no chance as he's walking off the podium at Rocky Johnson's funeral. <laughs> <laughs> I still need that video. It, it, no chance. <laughs> and he comes out there with the strut. Of course, everybody hates Vincent Man until he comes out in their in, in, in their presence, and then he starts talking about some, uh, you know, doing the strut and everything. Everybody's in there singing his song and everything. Like that trust me, I have been in in uh the crowd where people have I on the way up to the show. Talk about how bad Vince Man is, but then when he come out, they singing there, just a finger now, boy, cause it's, it's just a match of all time, cause you got, I'm like, yo, you need to calm the fuck down. I think it's just because he got a good song, honestly. Like, imagine if he had a CFO song, he'd get booed. <laughs> just better have my money. I ain't got your money. <laughs> yeah, everybody would be like, ooh. <laughs> But you know what? Ooh, yeah, this because, man. Because you know what? His, his his song is dope. He had he had this song literally forever. So mm-hmm. might as well keep that whole corporation theme. Oh uh, my god. If he had Linda's song, he would get booed too. Oh chicka chicka definitely would get booed. That whole old WrestleMania theme? Oh my god. He would definitely get booed. You know, side note, who which McMahon has the best song? Honestly, I like Stephanie's first song for some reason. I don't even know why. I can't even oh, think of it. Oh, no. <laughs> Probably because it's the beat. The beat is just like, er, 
Yeah. You said Herb. Shane, no, Shane's beat is Herb. Shane, Shane is probably Shane. Because I know the whole rap to it and everything. So I'll probably say Shane. Oh, well, I, well, we already know sh- the kids got, got the hip-hop songs, okay? Which is mm-hmm. funny to me. So, oh, now, no. you like Steffi's first song better than, the, uh, you know, saying King Dom. Yeah, nah. <laughs> yeah. Love me, love me, love me. <laughs> yeah, nah, 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 nah. I, I, I wish she never changed it. Yeah, and I guess she had to because it makes sense because they were all growing up. Yeah. So. But then she changed it to the lady female Triple H song. That's what I call it. It's, it's just so amazing. Is I, I don't know. Maybe you know something that I don't know. But it always just amazed me that Shane and Stephanie had these hip hop themes when they come out. I feel like Shane was trying to be a part. Well, not trying to be. Shane was like more hip hop, I feel like. Because, you know, the, the Jordan. Oh, them Jays. Him trying to. Hanging out with, he probably was hanging out with rappers since he was rich. He was getting to the clubs. You, you see how he was trying to hang out with, with, with Big Pun during the Rage Party. <laughs> yeah, so. Yeah, I'm just... <laughs> doing the elbow drop from a plane and all that. <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, I, so you know, you know, I, I guess so. I, it, it just it just always shocked me. I was just like, they could have anything, but they 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 both these kids both got these hip hop songs, especially when uh, Stephanie's husband is all in the Metallica. So I was just like, mm-hmm. I I don't know, but hey, sure. Uh, Vince comes out, thunder is pop. He gets to pop everything, and he sit all he he goes to Michael's is like, where you been? Like not sure, as if it's our fault. You know what I'm saying? But yeah, because it's actually your homie's fault, but no problem. Somebody, I didn't get that. <laughs> somebody said he genuinely probably didn't even know where they went, so I think he got old. <laughs> uh, I'm like, no, bro, this is just kind of your homie's fault, but you know what I'm saying? We ain't gonna say nothing on that, but then uh, and then he just leaves, and that, that was it. Just leave, no, homie. enjoy the show, no, no goodbye. Thank you for coming in attendance. It was just where you been and left. Yeah, I thought they do the little the uh the, the the big speech that they used to do. Yeah, but no, because we had to hurry up and get out so we could have this, the the opening match, which I was like, I thought this was the main event, but I guess not. Yeah, I guess it makes sense for it to be opening, but you know. Uh, so I guess you start the crowd off how we got the Roman Reigns and the Usos versus Edge and the Mysterios. So, automatically, I thought I'm, it was I thought it was weird how. How uh how he came out and then like all the way he gets to the ring and then they, they just like appear. Yeah, and I'm just like, well, sure. uh, I don't understand why Jay has red hair now. Like, why are these Usos coloring their hair? I don't get it. But, yeah, I, I, yeah, I don't uh, know. Sure, whatever. Just just go back to, to, to the black wet hair. It's fine to me. Uh, <laughs> but yeah, uh, the the match is actually pretty good. Dominic so, is actually okay. So remember, remember what I said last time he got the he got a the uh. How he? How was he able to even get another shot at the title? How? Who? Edge? No, Jimmy. Oh, Jimmy? Yep, yeah. bro. <laughs> I I don't know. I really don't. And, and, and then on top of that, not not take the pinfall. Yeah, I thought he. Was, yeah, I thought he was. I must say, I don't even eat the. I I I couldn't tell you probably with this. So I'm, I'm I'm out of that one. But uh, serious accounts. Dominic uh, was really showing some some prowess here. Uh. But Mysterio gets distracted. He gets rolled up by... Now, was it Jimmy Uso? That would been crazy if it was no, Jimmy. No, Jay. Jay. Okay, Jay Uso. They rolled up Mysterio and gets the win. So, uh, they're celebrating the win, but uh, Edge, nah, 
uh, well, first of all, Roman Reigns comes in there, Superman punches Edge, and it, he goes, takes the chair, and he uh, breaks down the part of the chair because he's going to do the same thing that Edge did. And uh, he kicks off the chair leg, but Edge surprises him with another spear, and then he passes the crossface with the broken chair piece, and then you see Roman is in agony. He actually does tap out. And so, you know, it's like they're to try to for foreshadow what's going to happen at Money in the Bank. So we will get to the predictions in a moment before we do that. Um, so that's uh, as, as, as what happens here. Uh, we do a little bit more uh, Rollins and Edge teasing in the back because I, I, I kind of missed that backstage promo. I do like the pop that he got, though. Which one? Uh, Edge. Oh, okay. Uh, Sami Zayn comes out and he's talking about how the fans are back but even though even though the fans are back and everything it's all a mirage because there's still a conspiracy against him and uh, he tries to get a justice justice for Sami Chan and uh, is kind of almost successful but you know uh, not really because you know you, you can play it off when you have to let a lot of fans you can get them to, to hate you or love you depending on opposed to you know pipe in stuff and uh, but as he's in the ring Finn Balor's music goes off so Finn Balor returns to uh, uh, the ring he's not in NXT no more I, I was like is he going to return to NXT or what's going to happen but now he's on Smackdown I, I ain't like it the, what you mean you ain't like it I ain't like it well, so Finbar comes in there, beats down Sami Zayn, uh, give him a shotgun drop, then a, then a coup de gras, and as he stands uh, tall. Didn't like it. You you gonna give oh, him more than this? If he gonna why he didn't he could have just came back as the prince. Like he's he's coming back and he's like uh he's he's an ad for the toothpaste commercial again. He didn't start smiling. He didn't smile oh, at all. He, he was close. He was close. Nah, I see him. He was about to break a couple of times. Yeah, but he did. That's what I'm saying. About to and did. But, uh, the... Okay, but but if you can if you barely uh, keeping it together the first time, of course the second time he goes. Well, well, come on, bro. You got to give a little leeway. They back in front of the crowd. Okay. All right. Fine. This man ain't. This man been. This man been in front of the crowd his whole NXT. Ain't smiled one time. I ain't now, talking about the co-workers. I'm talking about you just in, in front of legit fans, okay? And yeah, they're legit and we, fans there, too. We not, you're not about to sit here and say the CWC fans is going to compare it to having a whole arena full of people. No, they're yeah. not, but they are actual people. You said he got in front of people for the first time. That's what he did it. No, he got in front of an arena. Like The, the, the fans are back, not not these damn plants. All right, all right. No, so, you know, I, I, I give it a take that stuff all in. So, I mean, him versus Sami Zayn is a good rivalry to start oh, off with. Wait a minute, wait a minute. Real, real quick, though. Other than that, so if he just does the same, because he, he wasn't doing the little interest thing no more. But now, all of a sudden, he just, you know. Yeah, I mean, granted, I like what they did with him in NXT, and I was just like, yo, whatever happened to him? Carrie Cross, like, beat him the fuck off NXT. But uh, we know Carrie Cross is about to come to, come to the main roster also. So, uh, I hope he's not, you know, Colgate f- of Finn Balor anymore, but we, we ha- it just happened, so we uh, got to see what happens. I, I'm also glad that the cameraman didn't get that camera shot, too. I'm glad. Oh, uh, which one? You know the one. So he'd be on the apron. Yeah. Oh, yeah. <laughs> right up there. <laughs> with, with, with the shit all in your face. Yeah. Uh, next up, we got a tag team match again. Shotzi and Knox. I do not like that name. Uh-uh. Versus Natalia and Tamina. It's a non-title Again. matchup. 
Again. Again. Non-title matchup. Liv Morgan and Selena Vega are out, and they are on the on commentary arguing about who's going to win Money in the Bank. And after a while, you know, they get arguing, then they go outside, they start slapping and start fighting each other, which causes a distraction to the tie, and Knox rolls up for the win. So Shazi and Knox win another matchup against Tamina and the tie. So why do they have a shot for the titles? Okay, whatever. I don't know, but, uh, Okay. Why is Natty and Tamina even there? Like, why are they the, the last two people to be announced? They're the champions, I'm guessing. Do you really want to see Natalia and Tamina in the, in the ladder? Wait, Absolutely. Ho, 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 ho. I just realized what you just said. So, wait, hold on. Yeah. They filled that last spot for money in the bank? It's Tamina. I thought, oh my god! Okay, see, cause I I was gonna do the predictions, and I thought when I pulled when I pulled up uh, Money in the Bank, I really thought that it was like a mystery person, and then we was gonna get like the reveal at Money in the oh, Bank, and I thought it would be like nope. you know, Sasha. They pulled it on Twitter. Said Tamina's the last person, and everybody said, why? It definitely is Tamina. That is the weakest SmackDown lineup. Yep. So it looked like... God, okay. We'll talk about it later, but I just, I'm just i not excited for the match. <laughs> not no more. Uh, so after the match, uh, Tamina drops Vega with a super kick. Morgan's able to avoid her. And then she's, uh, she goes into the ring steps like a dumbass. And hits the title with a cold breaker staying tall. So it looks like they, are, they, they, they really want to sell home the Liv Morgan thing. And now after you tell me Tamina's in the match... I'm like, okay. I don't know why you just put Sasha in there and have Sasha win the thing and cash in at Bianca, but I guess they want to save that for a, another SmackDown. Well, whatever. Uh, Bianca Miller, uh is in the back, and she, she's getting ready for a match with Carmella. She walks by Dolph Ziggler by Rue and ignores them just like everybody else. <laughs> yeah, I forgot. They was even... Yeah. yeah. Uh, how do you mess up Bobby Rue? Uh, oh, they, they just ruined that, man. Uh, we get for the SmackDown Women's Championship, Bianca Belair versus Carmella. There's no indication here that Carmella even won't win this matchup. Not at all. Uh, we can even skip this. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Well, Carmella tries to go sleeper. I, I do like the vertical suplex. Uh, Belair did. Takes the hair whip. Pow! Right there in the gut. KOD. Bianca Belair wins the matchup. And that's basically what it was. Alpha Academy is backstage with uh, Chad Gable and uh, Otis. Huh? Uh. Yeah, uh, and she's able to a crowd in fear. And then, you know, as uh, uh, Gable talking about, oh, taking out everybody in the locker room. But as Cesaro says, he walks says, he smells bull. Just like he smelled with, uh, Gable lists his potential victims. He recognizes he didn't say Cesaro because you know better, basically. And then, so, uh. This man had a WrestleMania match with Seth and won. Got to push to the title. Now he's feeling with Otis. You That's... already knew how this was going to turn out for Cesaro. I don't That's... know why you're surprised. You knew how this because was going to turn like, out. Because you're like, he couldn't be in the in the in the uh, money in the bank. Now with Seth Rollins already in there. <laughs> okay, like, but so 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 he got to be reduced to to, to Otis. Look. You know you're not going to have your way because the Cesaro. You know how they're going to treat Cesaro. It's nothing new. <laughs> it, it, I right. knew we, as soon as we thought 
he was gonna be on the come up. Nope. Now, first of all, I didn't think nothing. I was like, Cesaro get his championship match, and he gonna go back to where Cesaro's gonna be at. And, and right crazy. now he's feud with Alpha Academy, and Otis attacks him backstage. So we get Otis taking on Cesaro, and I'm to have them do the bar and him just sit there. At least in the bar, he was he got five six titles. Uh, well, look, I, for, for, you have to say at least the Otis change. I like it. I don't know if I like it. Yet. I haven't seen it. I don't. I've been watching. Well, you just seen it yesterday. You talking about his? You talking about his? He, him getting haircut? Yeah, the whole him going you know, alpha. Uh, I don't want to say what he looked like. But. The, 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 him going whole out. Oh, I, I mean, like, yeah. Come but, on, that, that, that needs. Say what? Uh, nothing. I, I, I won't yeah. say it. Okay, so I'm just saying. But, uh, Gable runs in and grasses off from behind, stemming him with a German suplex, where the referee calls for a disqualification. So, uh, Cesaro wins by DQ after the bell. Gable goes, nails with an uppercut, and then, you know, uh, Osa Short Cesaro delivers the Vader bomb for the second row. Fans boo, and then they walk out. So, uh, of course, of course they was gonna boo it. Uh huh. Uh, so we show some stuff about the six man tag team match opener as Kayla Brax is outside of Roman Reigns' locker room, and then Paul Heyman comes up, and then she brings brings up Edge, and he, he he Paul Heyman cuts off Edge, and uh he says Edge sins sin tonight, but he will confess and anoint uh, for those sins this Sunday preview. And uh, and have those sins beaten out of him by Reigns, and he goes on to say, "It's not a prediction; it's a bidet against all Paul Heyman. Don't you dare be sour, because Biggie said he says no, but I really had some some serious to say. He said Biggie jokes that Edge uh, has a hold on Roman Reigns, and that he's going to have a joke." And ask of Heyman if he gets as he goes off to his fatal four-way match later on. So they are teasing that it could be a Biggie Roman Reigns uh, rivalry in the future. How would you feel about that? I mean, I won't be. I won't be opposed to it. I mean, it's like I like. I, I like the Big E thing, so I'm like, you know, I'm a fan of Big E, so I want to see. I, I, I I'll get to it in my predictions, but um, then uh, here comes Baron Corbin, just comes out, walks out somber, sitting there asking anybody f- uh, for money. This is the new Baron Corbin that, that that that's coming out. Kevin Owens comes out, and then he says, "Look, I know you have money. You don't use money to buy wrestling gear. I I don't mean that disrespectful way." He gets stunned during the commercial. Big E comes out. And him and Kevin Owens offer to give him uh, the split $5,000 to give to him. But Corbin doesn't accept it. So we go back live and we get a uh, fatal four-way match. Big E versus Shinsuke Nakamura versus Seth Rollins versus Kevin Owens. Good matchup because these are four great competitors onto the match. Uh, Rollins is like, hold on. Y'all fight. I'll be outside. So <laughs> he goes to the apron. Big E gives him a spear on the outside. Kevin Owens jumps to the outside and takes him down. So we we now have and then Nakamura jumps off the apron and gives him a Kinshasa. So now we have our fatal four way matchup. Big E does a total world uh big uh big ending slam onto Nakamura and then uh almost hits the pivot. Nakamura kicks out. No no they break it up because they they the big ending. 
on the outside. There are ladders everywhere. Nakamura is on the exposed table. So Kevin Owens is like, let me get my money in the bank spot in now. I'm like, why y'all doing these spots now? Opposed to... Uh, I'm assuming that something... I don't, I don't know. They say what's on the... They still got Ricochet and Morrison in the match, too. So. Fair. But then once again, Ricochet and Morrison did a ladder spot on Monday. Oh, well, then I don't know. <laughs> <laughs> Remember, Ricochet, that's how they, that's how they finished the... The false guy anywhere, man. He splashed Morrison through the ladder bridge. Well, hey, I don't know that. <laughs> so, uh, Kevin Owens goes to the top of the ladder and gives Nakamura an elbow right through the announce table. It takes both of them out. Meanwhile, there's a ladder inside the ring. Remember, it's a no disqualification. It's a fatal four-way. And Big E gets uh, chopped blocked by Seth Rollins and then gets curb stomped on the ladder. It looked like that sucked. So... Uh, Seth Rollins wins the matchup, then climbs the ladder and wins the briefcase as his ladder. And then that's how SmackDown ends. So what do you rate SmackDown this week, Prime? I give it a thumbs up. I, I give SmackDown a thumbs up also. It's great to see the fans back. Great fatal four-way uh, to end the show. Great opener with a six-man tag match. The Bianca Carmel stuff was forgettable. <laughs> so uh, just let you know all the other kind of stuff I did about those two matches, uh, the beginning and the end, held it up pretty good for me. It's better, so I get, you know, I gave it a, a, a thumbs up. So, post your comments down below. How'd you guys enjoy SmackDown this week? And if you guys are ready for Money in the Bank, we're about to get ready to go. Do our predictions if you guys are still us on the podcast. But if you're not, like, subscribe, and share. You know, and then uh, Nerd Coalition is out. But it's time for the Money in the Bank. Okay, KK. Remember when he used to head that song for Money in the Bank? I got money in the bank, shorty. Money in that bank. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's just... <laughs> <laughs> uh, so, now, Money in the Bank is missing one match because, obviously, uh, we're not going to have Bianca and, and Bailey and I quit match. That, that would have been a dope match. But we're not getting it. So, uh, we're down to seven matches, one on the pre-show, so six matches on the card. Uh, right now, so I don't know how I think it's going to play out, but a lot of Sunday, so uh, let's go right on into our predictions of what we think is going to happen. The pre show that just been announced the, the Mysterios taking on the Usos, mm-hmm. and this is for the tag team championships. Do the Usos pick up the tag team championships and we get them versus Street Profits at SummerSlam, or is Vince finally going to say, Ah, you, you thought, Jimmy? And had the mysterious retain. Look, look. Why would you even put him in the match after he got the DUI? I think they'll win. Unless, unless this is just something you want them to just get buried, and you just like <laughs> you just wanted to get buried, so you just want Jimmy Uso to take all the offense and take the pin and beat up after the match too. That's a possibility. Mm-hmm. Cause I, I, if Jimmy didn't get that DUI, I really think they will win the titles right here. I think they are. I, you think Vince care about a DUI? <laughs> now, when you work with Roman Reigns, but the last two times, the last two times they, they won the title the next day or the next their next match. I don't know that. I gotta look back at that because I don't know how true. Yes, yeah, because the first time, the first time they did it, no, okay, okay, no. The first time they did it, they won the title. Then the second time, they lost the title. They lost the match. They were in the title match with Shane and the Miz. They lost it. But they were still in the title match. 
you know what? Fine. I'll say the Usos win the match here, and then because I really want to see. Even if they lose it the next week, I think they're still. I mean, me personally, I want to see Usos and Street Profits again because I I thought that SmackDown match was just not as. I I wanted it to be like with a big stage. It was a SmackDown match. You can't even. Yes. But, 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 but here's my thing now. Anyway. My thing is, what, where are the Street Profits right now? Is, is one of them, are they really injured? No, I think Montez. Montez is not injured, but he got like a. I forgot what he had. He got like a voluntary surgery for some. Something. So, so, so he, he basically had surgeries cause, to fix something. No, he had voluntary surgery. Oh, voluntary. Like research. For research or something, I don't know. Oh, I gotta look it's him up. <laughs> I mean, he was at the extras and everything, but I really gotta look him up to see what's uh, you know, what's going on with him. And it it, sure. it could have been real surgery. I don't know. I just remember. Yeah, okay, I guess it is surgery. I just I don't know why he said voluntary. Well, something else he said. I'm having voluntary surgery to fix something that I that don't need to be something that don't need to be fixed. Okay, but I guess you want to get it out the way. All right, well, yeah, so we're not getting that and the Prophets taking on Usos at SummerSlam then, so it's probably going to be them versus Alpha Academy. Uh-uh. It, that's, that's probably what it's going to be. Well, let's get into the main show here. We got six matches. So AJ Styles and Omos taking oh, on... wait a minute. Wait a minute. Okay. You forgot to start the show off. Uh, what? Where you been? It's Sunday, you know what that means. Oh, uh, uh, so, oh, it's, it's Sunday. You do know what that means. Hey, Man, do, that is, no, uh, no, hey, 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 don't worry about. It. I'm gonna get it right. I'm gonna get it right eventually. Yeah, stop messing up. Let's just go. Do you know do all the stuff like that? First of all, uh, AJ Styles and Omos taking on the Viking Raiders. Do they retain the Royal Tag Championships or do they, do they want to give I it to they give it the Viking Raiders and Omos sucks. What? Damn, you just don't, you don't like Omos no more? I never liked Omos. What? I used to love Omos, man, because especially he just is a big, intimidating... Uh, that was it, though. That's what he's supposed to be. No, but I'm saying he's big and intimidating, man. He don't do... He, he'll, throw, he'll throw Kofi around. He's, what are you going to do against the Viking Raiders? Well, did you see him against Eric? On Monday? No, I didn't. He he dominated Eric. I mean, he's supposed to. You seven four. He's supposed to dominate everybody. Yeah, I would say, but I mean, he, he in other words, he wasn't bad in the ring. It was him versus Eric one on one. Maybe okay. You know what? Maybe he's just bad to me because his teammate is AJ Styles. AJ can do everything. Probably so. He's he's a solid big man in the ring. I mean, he's better than Greg Khali, who's a Hall of Famer. Greg Khali can't can't walk. You know, so he's got one up already. He's gonna walk. I'm about to say, well, neither can Matt Hardy, but we ain't complaining. So, uh, Matt Hardy, Matt, Matt, Matt like Hardy, Matt Hardy got no years. knees. Over the years, they got like that. Matt Hardy never. Matt Hardy got no knees, bro. That man walks on just straight leg. But Omos is, is a solid guy. I, I do agree that I kind of want to see AJ Styles back in the single scene again. Yes, for SummerSlam, preferably, you know. Yeah, yeah, I would rather see. Yeah, can go against Lashley instead of you know Goldberg. But... Oh, you, you mean like how I called it? But you know, you said that wasn't going to happen because they, they, they would have make somebody a big deal. See, here's the thing: I said all this stuff. You told me that they were a big big deal, so they got your big deal. Now you don't like it. Yeah, 
Because I didn't, I did, I already knew that was in the back of my head. I didn't want that in the first place. Uh, here's the thing. I said Keith Lee. You said he's not big enough. I said AJ. He's not because they haven't. He hasn't even been on TV. And okay, okay, but he's still Keith. On. So you, I said AJ Styles, and you said he's not big right now because he's he's been stuck with Omos. So here it's the same thing. So if AJ breaks up with Omos to, uh, tomorrow or the next Raw, then. But up. you gotta build AJ Styles back up again, guys. That's, that's basically yeah, what you're right. saying. No, yeah, no, you're, you're right. Yeah, no, it's, not, it's not gonna, it's not gonna be the same. It's not gonna be the same because you, that means you got one month to build AJ back Styles up to be back to being phenomenal, which he still is. But he's been stuck in this tag team, so you have yeah. no time. So that's how we get stuck with this Goldberg bullshit. But we'll uh, get to that later. So I still, uh, I I don't know who what, what teams with legit teams we got on Raw. And I don't know what other legit, unless you do New Day shit again. But I don't. You, you, do you want to see the rematch of WrestleMania, or do you want to see? Because uh, they had these buses WrestleMania, so I, I, I don't know. Maybe they lose to the Viking Raiders, but there's nobody for Viking Raiders to go up against. Hey, honestly, I think they had the titles too long because usually the good people keep it from you know SummerSlam to WrestleMania to SummerSlam. Yeah. Usually, I don't think. I don't think needed to stay. Or it to someone's I agree. All right. Well, I, you know, I, I'm gonna, I'm gonna have Viking Raiders win this one. That's what, that's what I'm gonna call. All right. I got Viking Raiders too. Rhea Ripley versus Charlotte Fair, Flair for the Raw Women's Championship. It, uh, it needs to be Rhea Ripley. Unless they, uh, unless they. You, do you know who Vince is? He, I know who Vince is very well. And Charlotte Flair did. Oh God! But see, here's the thing. So, the, the, what she do for SummerSlam? I swear they better not do Charlotte and Becky for the championship at SummerSlam. Uh, you guessed it. <laughs> <laughs> oh, oh. What? What do, you, do you think Vince? Really, you think Vince is gonna do Rhea versus Becky? First of all, that draw was just like. Remember the movie Double Dragon? The old one. From, uh, yes, yes, from I the do. Yes. And then. They, every time you uh put the uh you know the medallion together, so the guy they, they were like, oh shit! And he like, you said it. <laughs> he put the thing together. That's how he reminded me when you say, yeah, you said it. Oh god, that uh, I knew it. See, cause I where did I get that from? Oh no, I got that from the Big E promo. Remember when he was talking about Goldberg, and it was like, uh, who do you want to fight as a dream match? Oh yeah, uh, big miss. No, like, no, no. It said, "Who you want to fight as a dream match?" And he went on the Goldberg tangent, and they said, "Well, what about trio? You you just want three three Goldbergs?" He was like, "You guessed it." <laughs> <laughs> oh man, so well, you know, if if they want to sell out SummerSlam, I think he feels Charlotte is a bit better draw to go up against Becky. And- I hate it. As someone, I, I agree with you. I really agree because you need to. You you need to. It's kind of like you need to have Bianca Belair be your women's champion through like the end of this year, probably. She she probably needs to hold it until next WrestleMania, but she probably won't. But uh, we'll we'll get to that. Uh, but however, Rhea Ripley sh- on that should be on the Raw side, but she just hasn't been booked right, like Bianca has. Yeah, she been fighting Charlotte since. But I mean, to be fair, Bianca been fighting against Bailey. But she has she's been fighting Bailey, Carmella, and and promos. Real, it's like only been fighting Charlotte. I say she fought she, Car- fought she she fought Carmella once. This whole rivalry has been with Bailey till Bailey got injured. 
Yeah. So it's the she they've been she's been dealing with Bailey since WrestleMania backlash, and Rhea Ripley's been dealing with Charlotte since WrestleMania backlash. So that's that's the, these the two rivalries that these women have been in. But it looks like you know what you know what fuck it, I'm I, I'm gonna take the the other approach. I'm gonna say Rhea Ripley win this match. Well, uh, I, I, I would I, love to say Rhea too, but I'm gonna have something called faith here. I'm gonna have I'm gonna say Rhea Ripley wins the matchup. Faith is best the man booking this show. Say what? You have faith in this in the show that this man is booking. Uh, every show this man books, so we gotta have some kind no, of. No, but you're but you're having faith in the pay per view with Charlotte fighting for a title. Look, because you know what when they do. A, when a big this show is what they do with that. Charlotte all the time. They insert her. So obviously, she I can gonna s- lose this and a few, and then get inserted. And how does it always happen, Brian? Uh, yeah, no, you're right. You're right. She gets inserted. So why not be a triple threat? Because if you're going, if you're going to do Bianca and Sasha too, which I think they, they should, you have one singles match, and you could just insert Charlotte in a triple threat. Because every time it's something dealing with Becky Lynch, they never give Becky as much as they love the man. They never give Becky Lynch. By herself, they always insert Charlotte in in, in in a Becky Lynch something that does not need to be there. When it came to Ronda Rousey, they inserted her in there. When it came to um, you know, because they don't feel as though that Becky has strong programs by herself unless it's with Charlotte. Mm-hmm. And that's why I think like, but they don't want to stop them because you. It's like, what do you do with Rhea Ripley at SummerSlam? She needs to be at SummerSlam and not going up against no Nikki Ash. So, so what needs or Oscar again? So what needs to happen is you keep have Rhea retain. Becky comes back, and then Becky wants to shot the title, but then Charlotte comes in there and weasels her way in there, and it's a triple threat that anybody's gonna hate. So I got Rhea Ripley. Okay, okay. All right, I let's like let's get one of these money in the bank match out the way. The money in the bank match for the women's uh, contract: Oscar versus Naomi versus Alexa Bliss versus Nikki Ash. Versus Liv Morgan versus Selena Vega versus Natalia versus Tamina. Talk about the slimness in this Money in the Bank match. This is just not good. There is no quality names in this match. So, how do you think this one's going to play out? Oscar won it last year. I don't see Oscar winning the back to back. You know what? I'm gonna uh, go off the limb. Maybe Naomi. I, I'm going off the limb here. I'm thinking. You know what? Because Vince probably feel bad that you know it's like fuck it. Throw it up a bone. If you ain't punishing Jimmy, his wife shouldn't be punished. Give it to her. Naomi, the only one to match up that. Look, first of all, Alexa Bliss is not if she she won it already. Uh, when I if she, uh, huh? Yeah, she won it already. She won it already. Oscar won it already. Nikki Ash is not getting over. Uh, especially when, when she when she got come out to that live crowd and they got to see Nikki Ash, it ain't happening. Liv Liv Morgan is the one that they are obviously on screen pushing the most. Uh, Selena Vega is not happening. Natalya and Tamina are tag team champions. It's not happening. So it's either truly, in my personal opinion, between Liv Morgan or Naomi. Me personally, not just because she you know she's my homie, but I think you can build more around a championship scene with Naomi, and you you probably got to turn a heel. You got to you got to freshen up Naomi. I I know the kids like like the glow stuff, but you really got to freshen up Naomi. Or if if she's still going to be a face, you have got to you, you really got you got to change her a little bit. Liv Morgan, on the other hand, is like okay. If Liv Morgan wins the Money in the Bank briefcase, 
in the foreseeable future, she ain't beating Bianca. She ain't beating Rhea. You see what I'm saying? You're right. You're right. But Naomi, I can have I can have Naomi. You can do it a lot with Naomi and Sasha. They got history. Naomi and Bianca, they got history. Or even Naomi. Like, Naomi's been a champion before and a convincing one. So, you know what? I'm going to go out the limb, and I'm actually going to say Naomi wins the match here. Yeah, I'm going to say Naomi. Naomi's the only one that makes sense. Unless you want to do... Well, no, because I don't... Yeah, Alexa's been doing magic. I don't want that. Yeah, I ain't got time for, you know, the whole magic bullshit right now. Especially when she got a few with Eva fucking Marie and Dewdrop Dickhead. So, excuse my language, everybody. Uh, uh. Okay, so let's go on to the Raw, uh, the WWE Championship, Bobby Lashley versus Kofi Kingston for WWE Championship. This should be a squash match. This, by what happened on Monday, storyline purpose, the way the storylines are going... This should be so a squash when you say, match. When you say squash, do you mean a, a glorified squash or a Brock squash? I'm talking about I, I, glorified, glorified squash, as in okay. Kofi gets his ass beat for five minutes straight. Okay. No offense. And then he tries to get a Trouble in Paradise in and Bobby don't sell it type squash. I ain't talking about like a Brock type eight-second squash. I'm talking about it should be a glorified, like this is a beating. Like In other words... You have to establish the the Almighty again. You have to. He he was this playboy guy with the women and the champagne and all the bullshit. You had to go back to how he was right before he won the championship, when he threw Matt Riddle over the barricade. You know what okay. I'm saying? The only and the way to do that because Kofi don't get hurt by this loss. You destroy Kofi. You destroy Xavier Woods, and you go I'm back to being, Kofi back to the tag division. You do. And you, um, why you, can't Kofi at least be a singles though? Like, he don't have to be in a, go straight back to the tag. Why he can't just be like singles for a little bit? I mean, I, I agree with you because I want Jay Woods to win King of the Ring. Oh, yeah. if they yeah. have one again, they yeah, have exactly, one in three because years. He, he keeps talking about it. I know he's going to Vince Ear like, yo, King of the Ring, let me let me win this. So, I would like I would like Xavier Woods to win King of the Ring, so I, I do think they're gonna try to do some single stuff right now. But in the meantime, Bobby got squash Kofi, so I got Bobby. Yep. Now, do you have him squash? Or you have you have it as a regular match? No, I got I don't I got him dominating, not squash and squash. Well, yeah, go across squash. Oh yeah, I got Bobby. Okay. Convincingly, I just said convincingly. Univer- uh, Universal Championship: Roman Reigns taking on Edge. I think this is going to be a good match. I really do. Mm-hmm. But Edge ain't walking out with that championship. Not at all. Edge ain't walking. It's going to be a good... It's, it's going to be better than Bobby and Kofi. But Edge ain't... Edge is not walking out with that championship. I don't even think nobody thought he was. Especially how they already sitting up Seth and, and Edge. And I know that's not going to be for the title. So, yeah. Yeah, so... But I, I, I can have... Do, do, you, do you think Seth can come out and screw Edge? Uh, I don't think so. I think Edge loses by himself, and then Self kind of laughs at him on SmackDown or something. But then they have a match or something like that. But I don't think like he just screws him over. Okay. Um, it, this is probably not going to be the main event, but it's the last one we talking about. The Men's Money in the Bank ladder match: Ricochet versus John Morrison versus Riddle. Versus Drew McIntyre versus Big E versus Kevin Owens versus King Nakamura versus Seth Rollins. 
This field is way more stacked than the women's. This field, uh, I'm like, they really could go any kind of way they want to go here. So, I'm going to start with you, Pryor, with with, with this massive field. First off, I think the match is going to be dope. Well, yeah, yep. I think, especially if they make this make this like the main event match. I think you get them thirty minutes or thirty five minutes. This match will be truly dope of what these what, what these men can go out and do. Especially when they already did two big spots, ladder spots with Ricochet and Kevin Owens on Raw and SmackDown. I'm like, well, then what the hell they got planned? Because mm-hmm. usually in wrestling one on one. When you when you do a big spot like that on the television show, you got something bigger in mind for the pay per view, i.e. Shane McMahon where he would do his uh, elbow drop through the table, and you're sitting there like, well, then what are they gonna do at the, do at the show? Jump off hell to sell. So you know. The, now there's been some points. There's been some points where he made it through the table on the on the uh, on the actual show, and then on the pay per view he missed. It was much worse. Uh, fair enough. You know so. Who you got win this matchup? At least give me two people. I say Biggie and Shinsuke. I was thinking that, but see, here is my thing, because I would not be surprised if Riddle won this thing. I would. Because, but then also, this whole Randy Orton thing, I'm like, is this turning into a feud, or are they trying to be like a legit makeshift tag team here? Because where the fuck is Randy? Uh, we, who knows? We don't know. Um, I kind of want to see. You probably went on a cruise or something. <clears throat> who knows? I kind of want to see Ricochet win it. To be honest with oh, you. Ricochet, Ricochet has on jeans. He's not winning. Yeah, I'm about to say. I don't know why this whole jean thing is happening, but I thought it was gonna be like a new character change or something. And I'm like, why not have uh, Ricochet go back? You know, I, I don't know how upset I would be if I got all this gear with my name on it. It's all cool and stuff, and that says, yeah, you gotta wear jeans now. Oh, so you're not hardest to wrestle in jeans? Yeah. Shit, I can't wrestle. I, I, I barely do any kind of athletics in jeans. My joke got to be baggy, too. Uh, Right now, I, I'm really feeling the Big E or Seth Rollins may steal this. Uh, see. See, well, Seth, that, is- that, that's why I said, will he screw Edge? Like, imagine if it's Seth Rollins trying to cash in for money in the bank. And then Edge gets distracted because Seth's trying to cash in, and then Roman beats Edge that way. Because I don't think Roman as as strongly as they're booking Edge on SmackDown, especially since he came back. Because first of all, Roman has not got, gotten the upper hand on Edge. Edge has got every upper hand on Roman. He is intense. He is laser focused. So I don't think it's going to be a clean win for Roman. But if you're going to go down the Seth Rollins and Edge pathway. You have to make a reason for them to be fighting. So the only thing I can think is if Seth Rollins wins the briefcase, it's all about match placement. If Seth Rollins wins the briefcase, all I can see him trying to cash in on Roman Reigns, which is going to cause a distraction to Edge, which is going to cause Roman to pick up a dirty win on Edge, which causes Edge and Seth Rollins to have a beef for SummerSlam. Okay. Uh, I'm See, okay. I see. Only reason I say Seth or them don't win it because I feel like Roman's gonna have the title for a, for a while, and I don't know when Bobby's gonna lose the title or who he's gonna lose it to. But it's gonna have to be somebody like big. So I don't, I don't, I can't see nobody small like Ricochet winning it. That, that was my reason. 
That's what I said, I, I BB. Or Shane's taking Shane's taking But see, I feel as though if whoever wins money in the bank, they're going to at least have it for about four some months to help build them up a little bit, to help tease that. I think. I, I hope they don't do what Miz is doing. Wait, like almost a year. Yeah. I mean, I don't I don't want to do that, but I, I do think that maybe if Big E was to win it, obviously that gives them an opportunity to say Big E versus Roman at the Royal Rumble to help give Big E some more fire behind his name. He, I mean, he, he got fired. The crowd loves him, but just to help get, you know, get, get some more under, because, you know, it's like Big E not going to win the belt, at least not yet, and at least not from Roman, but, uh, Maybe at Rumble, it's, it's it's a possibility. You know, I don't think Roman is losing until WrestleMania unless unless somebody's hot enough to take it. I'm about to say because it, it, it's a possibility it could be Big E to be hot enough. Because here's the thing, everybody keeps talking about The Rock. I'm like The Rock is not going to win a championship. Yeah, no, The Rock's not going to win a championship. But you know, uh, it could be a thing where. Roman could beat The Rock at next year's WrestleMania, and then they can have Big E cash in on them and, and win the championship that way. Oh yeah, and and, it, and, it, and, it, and it, he can do do the heist of the century like Seth Rollins did. I I don't know, but for some reason I I I'm feeling Big E, but I'm also feeling Seth Rollins. But I think I go with Big E. Okay, okay. And you going you going with Big E too? Uh yeah, I'm going with Big E. All right. Well, guys, those are our predictions. Make sure you guys stay tuned for our Money in the Bank live stream after it goes off. Money in the Bank is starting at 8 o'clock on Sunday night. It's not starting at 7 o'clock because I guess since the fans are back in the arena now, they can they got to go back to 8 o'clock. So uh, I think it's still going to be like a two, two-and-a-half-hour show because like, we are down a match. So we probably will be live either between... 10.30 and 11 o'clock. So make sure you guys uh, stay tuned for that. Subscribe for that also. And then uh, in the meantime, we're going to move on with the rest of the podcast. All right, guys. So uh, moving on past the podcast here. So we got a couple of things that we just got to talk about here. So number one, we already heard the rumors. Prime already texted me and already said, the fuck. And every time Prime puts in the chat, the fuck, I already know what that means. That means... Goldberg's coming back, y'all. <laughs> Goldberg is making his way back to WWE, part of his two-match-a-year contract. And I think he has one more match to do this year, and that's it. And then Goldberg's done. But then, I mean, well, then, of course, he could probably sign up for the next year and all that stuff like that. <sighs> well, it looks like what me and Prime was talking about looked like Brock said no. I mean, why would he? Brock grew out his hair. Brock grew out facial hair. Brock lived his best life. Honestly, if he come back looking like that, you gotta give him the belt. <laughs> yeah, you, you, you gotta give him the belt. Yeah. I mean, but but Brock Lesnar is in Canada, not dealing with the United States as a whole, and don't give a fuck. He don't. So he he there with his family. He on his farm. He eating his. Eat his medium rare steak. He good. So the whole dream match of Lashley versus uh, you know Bobby, is it's not going to probably happen. And I don't even know if it is if it ever is going to happen. 
Do you think there's a chance they could do it at Mania? I think there is a strong possibility they could do it at Mania. If they do it, I don't know if it. Would, I don't know if it'd be for the title. I don't know. Because we'll, we'll, we'll the, yeah. the, the, the thing about it is Lashley and Lesnar don't need the title to have a blockbuster match. They don't, but you know if Brock comes back, he's going to be like, yeah, give me that title. Yes, so, but if they want Brock to take the title, see, the problem with that is if Brock come back, see, you, you got to wonder what's going on with Roman Reigns because Brock is not going to, you're not going to have MVP in Lesnar's corner, I mean, in Lashley's corner, and not have Paul Heyman in Heyman's corner. So, and then uh, if Brock was so, champ- real quick, real quick, I just thought about it when you said that. What, do you ever think Lashley would turn into the character that he once was, or is he just a beast forever now? Which character would you once was? Because there was a lot of old well, Bobby Lashley. Like, in like 03, when Lesnar was by himself, he was talking, he was like an actual character, and not like just Paul talk, and I just sit there. And you tell me how good I am. Lesnar would never go back to that because that Lesnar doesn't sell. Not even the beast, but like I'm talking about just him, like just. Oh yeah, yeah. When, when Brock was doing the whole, you know, had the mariachi band for Eddie Guerrero, we would never get that Brock again. <sighs> that Brock is done. No, the, the closest we got to that Brock was the the Brock party. Exactly. That was the, I just, that was the closest we got to to, to that Brock the, the Brock party. Yes. I, I I guess me personally, I just want to see Brock with, not to say that he don't have personality as the Beast, I just want to see him having fun more, if that makes sense. Well, well to be fair, we do see Lesnar have fun, like how like with R-Truth made him laugh. Like, Brock Yeah, but my, that, was, that was off script. But there's the thing, Brock don't give a fuck about being on script. So, yeah, well, yeah. so <laughs> Brock don't give a fuck. Vince gives him, like, fuck it, whatever I feel like doing, I feel like doing. So if he wants to laugh, or if he wants to, you know, you know, have a verbal fight with Big Swole, or if he wants to, whatever Brock wants to do, Brock gonna do it, and Brock gonna do it if it's gonna make him some money. So, right now, Brock going out there on the mic as already somebody who entered the uh, ended the Undertaker streak and destroyed John Cena and just had the crazy second half career that he has had. Brock Lesnar is not, and I repeat, is not going to go back to. That 2003, because that Brock don't sell. That ain't the, you know, that, that I mean, he, he, he can have more personality. Like, for yeah, instance, that's all I want. All I want to see is him having more personality. That's but, all. Not, but if not you look at, remember exactly the, that character. Remember the Royal, Rumble, the Royal Rumble match of 2020. Mm-hmm. That was awesome. Yeah. Brock had all like the personality that, but, in that match. Like that, but all the time. Not like just no, in the because, match. Not leading because, to because, it. And he just stone-faced the whole time. I'm, I'm talking about like, right now. him. You, sorry, sorry. What'd you say? You're going to get tired of that real quick. No. I'm Okay, how can I put this? Cocky Brock. That's what I call it. Cocky Brock. But he's like, I could be do something I'm worried. So I'm going to just, yeah, I'm going to just do whatever. I, whatever. But in your face. If you look at his matches, he's kind of always like that. I know. During the matches. Leading up to the matches, he got four, four months to build because he ain't there. So... <laughs> Doing that four month build, it's, got, I, it's just stone face. Remember when he did the first Undertaker in uh, Summer Seven? He was just sitting up laughing at him, like this, yeah. this, this old man trying to hang with me. Like you know, 
Brock has always been cocky. When he was at the Royal Rumble, he was dancing to dancing the MVP's music. He hugged Shelton Benjamin. He he, he looked at Keith Lee like that's a big motherfucker right there. Like he he, he has these personalities in matches when it's warranted. But then once again, just like anything else in WWE or just like anything else in life, if you continuously get that, you're going to be sick of that. Now you, yeah. you, 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 you may you may not think that. So so can you so so can you not say we've been consistently just getting stone faced Brock? We we so haven't. That's what I'm saying. Matching. We have yes. not. Huh? No, I'm just saying. I just want. Uh, uh, I just want uh, something other than stone faced Brock in the, in the lead up. Bro, I'm I'm telling you, we haven't got that much of Stone Face Brock, especially within the like within the. If you go back to when he won Money in the Bay, he had he had the, the uh, Brock party, so that was a Stone Face Brock. Okay, then Brock left again. Brock comes back, uh, 2020, and then he is actually in the Royal Rumble matchup, and we didn't get Stone Face Brock then, and then of course Drew McIntyre was more Stone Face than Brock was. And then Brock lost the title. We ain't seen Brock there. From when Brock won Money in the Bank uh, in 2019 all the way to WrestleMania of 2020, which was the last time we seen Brock, we rarely got Stoneface Brock. We mostly got chill, Brock. I, I think you're, you're, mis- I think you're, uh, I think you're rec- recalling that wrong. How am I, look. But see, here's the thing. You keep saying you you just want a little. They they they, they gave you a lot. It's, it's like you say you still want more. No, I'm saying I think you're recalling the stone face because after he won the title, he would just back to 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 Brock. Because he's the supreme fighting machine. Because there has to be a balance. Yeah, there has to has to be. A, but neither here or there. Brock said no. So it ain't gonna be Lesnar versus the all versus by, the Almighty. By the way, we just we we are influencing Brock to live his best life. That's all we're doing. Say what? I said we're just influencing Brock to live his best life. That's all we're doing. That's that's fine with me. Goldberg's my problem, and Goldberg's my problem, especially with him being one of my favorite wrestlers of all time. Goldberg comes back. It, it'd be different if Goldberg could come back and he could give me a fifteen minute match. He can. When would Oh, yeah, no. it to be so so obviously they have to have a big money you, match. You you knew you was wrong by throwing two digits out there saying he could be solid for two digits in minutes. Goldberg can be solid for two minutes. I said two digits, meaning ten plus minutes. Oh, it <laughs> okay when. When he had that match with 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 uh Brock other than DDP, okay, other than DDP, obviously, but the one the, the match of Brock and WrestleMania thirty three was good. That was only what? six minutes. Yes, it was six. So I'm saying you can't you nah whatever. I'm just making a joke. No, but I mean he can't. Be, first of all, the, there's no chemistry there. And first, and he, here's my thing: if they want to bring Goldberg back. How does this make sense for story? You just Every time got that doesn't make sense for story. You just got your ass waxed by McIntyre at the Rumble, right? Mm-hmm. For the championship, well, it's in good hands. So now it's not in good hands with the Almighty. 
Don't tell me. Don't tell me Goldberg part of that club. He no. just hates. <laughs> so, <laughs> I, I'm just sitting there saying, like, my story-wise, there's no reason for you to come back and to say, well, you know what, son? I lost uh, I lost the McIntyre, but I look like I could beat you. You're not the almighty. And I'm you like, know, I think he's going to do the same thing that he did to Roman the first time. You got a championship, and I'm next. That's it. Bruh. There's no, and then first of all, the same promo. Lashley shouldn't even fall <laughs> to Goldberg. And I, and I, and I mean, because he's probably going to take a spear. But first of all, Lashley is just more superior than Goldberg, period. Mm-hmm. And they asked me, how many more spears do you have left in you? I got one more left in the tank. Yeah, yeah okay, Goldberg. Yeah, okay, yeah, exactly. And I got probably one more jackhammer, which he never hit. So, I don't know how you got one more, but you never hit it. Like, Goldberg is a fine to come back and have a mid-card match. Like, fuck it. Why don't y'all just do, get get the shot the way. Do Goldberg and Riddle. Goldberg don't want to do that. I I mean. Why can't can't Goldberg be humble and be in a tag team, an all-star tag team match or something? That'll be fine. But like I said, I don't mind him coming back doing mid-card stuff. Hey, at that one point, Ort was doing the, the Legend Killer stuff. Why not just have Orton and Goldberg? He never went against Goldberg one-on-one. Because everybody, I don't think they're going to do that no more. Because everybody he did, he, they send the, he sent the AEW, so. <laughs> Except Flair, but yeah. He said he sent the right. We don't the, know yet. We don't know yet. You're right. You're absolutely right. But he did, he did, he did, send, he did send the whole... Legends Posse to AEW. So, um, yeah. I So, I'm not excited. Goldberg don't need to go nowhere near that WWE Championship at all. Okay? So, for the people out there listening, he don't need to go nowhere near that championship. Because you, if you hear in the background, uh, my daughter is already upset that Goldberg is even thinking about going against Bobby Lashley. So, I just think that Bobby's getting, you know, they, 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 Vince probably looks at that as a big match, but I'm like, but Bobby deserves better than that. I, in my opinion, I really would love if it's a swerve. I really would love that. Like, like what kind of swerve? Goldberg just coming back just to say something stupid, and then he no nothing happened. He doesn't challenge. He doesn't challenge Bobby. Bobby doesn't come out. Or he doesn't interact with Bobby. He just comes out like. Goldberg just comes out to talk, and that's it. That's not happening. <laughs> I know. Yeah. Goldberg gonna come out, and Goldberg's gonna say, "Yeah, yeah," and do all that bullshit. But I'm mm-hmm. like, what? What they need to do is get off their asses, stop being dicks, get give let Keith Lee come back. You build Keith Lee up, and you let do build you do Keith Lee versus um, Bobby Lashley. And besides, the story's already there. Remember, Keith Lee was supposed to be in that triple threat for the United States Championship matchup at um, Elimination Chamber, was it? Uh, I can't remember. Yeah, er- er- earlier this year, and then that's when he disappeared. And remember, him and Bobby had that one-on-one matchup that he never finished. The story is already there. They keep- well, I don't know why you think they would be about to go back and, and pick up storyline from earlier this year. And be like, yeah, 
No, I know they won't, but I'm letting they you know. They won't even do it from last week. They can't even do a storyline from last week, let alone earlier this year. Look, I'm just letting you know that that is that that's the possibility of what can happen because the story well, the, the, the story it literally writes itself and then you can build Keith Lee well, up we know they writers don't watch wrestling so we know they're not gonna have the common courtesy obviously but I said if you want to build stars bringing back Goldberg is not the way to build a star and real quick I never I never understood bringing back Goldberg. Not no offense to Goldberg, but I'm saying if wrestling is, is, is aimed towards kids and only kids watch your product and you aim towards the kids, why are you bringing somebody back from ninety seven? Same reason why they bring back Undertaker, they bring back all these other legends. It's because but, their name uh, but sells. But uh, but they don't sell to the kids though. That's what I that's what I'm but what I'm saying. Are the kids buying the tickets or do the parents are? I know their parents are, but I'm saying you do all this appealing to the kids, and it's the quote-unquote kids' product, where you bring back somebody from the Attitude Era for a show for kids, and, and be like, and be like, yeah, this is a kids' show. Well, as of, as of right now, it's not about getting for the kids, because right now, the kids is not... They they need the Peacock subscribers for WWE, <clears> so... And yeah, a lot of them can't... Yeah, because, yeah, that's the 18 and 49 range. You need uh, now uh, since they're going to have fans back in the building, especially for Vegas. You need to you need to sell out them seats. And yes, a, a lot of times, just, huh? Yes. No, I'm just saying yes. Like they just they should just make the product the product, not worry about you know. And then on top of that, you got to think kids aren't vaccinated yet. The adults are vaccinated. Kid, did they they have a vaccine for twelve and up? for kids but as you see on the news now you got different kids in different in different places and younger people or people who just don't want to get vaccinated are out here getting sick especially in middle America that bible belt they're getting sick around there and this new delta variant is spreading so a lot of people are are going to be kind of apprehensive or some will be about bringing their kids out to these still events because they're vaccinated, and you better hope that everybody that's really coming in there is vaccinated. But because we know they're all not, but then the kids are going to be around there with these non-vaccinated people, and they can get sick. Kids are get, kids. A lot of kids are getting truly sick, and like I said, uh, there's no vaccine. There's no vaccine for these kids right now. So they're marketing or they're planning for what they're doing is bringing back these stars to help sell this to the older people and right now Goldberg is a name where I know a friend of mine who does not watch wrestling like I do but if he hears Goldberg coming back against Bobby Lashley he's in it for Goldberg I've seen and I know people who are like that those are hook line and sinker people Goldberg ain't for us Goldberg is not for the the, the wrestling mark. Goldberg is for the casual fan. Cena is for the kids. Okay? Goldberg is for the casual guy. And like I said, I know a handful of guys. You probably know some guys that don't watch wrestling anymore or they they skim at it and then when they hear names like Undertaker or Goldberg. Uh, Sting was that person for people that, that I know. Stanger. Yeah, that's Stanger. 
Exactly. So, and, and then when you hear these old names, you're like, oh, snap, I'm going to tune in because, and then they don't care about Goldberg hitting one spear or one jacket or how old he's been. They just know that Goldberg is, is what, they think of 1998 Goldberg. That's all they think about. And yeah, that, I, yeah, I, yeah, that, it, that, uh, it, it bothers me, but that's what they I think about. I used to think like that until I started watching ten, and I was like, oh, uh, maybe not. Exactly. But that's what that's what they think of, and it's like, okay, cool. That's what they want out there. But And then when they go out there and see the match, and they be like, oh, shit, I didn't know Goldberg was this old, or I didn't know Goldberg could do that. And then they probably thinking like, well, who's Bobby Lashley? They, they, they probably think, they're probably thinking of Bobby Lashley back when he wore the white tights and he was in a rivalry with Simon Dean. Mm-hmm. Yeah, you remember that? Mm-hmm. And this is even before the ECW champion Bobby Lashley. So, obviously, they just, it just looks like a, another another legend coming there to for Bobby Lashley, which in real talk, let Goldberg get his spear, let him try to get his jackhammer, let Bobby... Nope. Nope, I wouldn't even do that. No, if you want to keep Bobby strong, because look, I have him dominating him. And first of all, I would have Bobby use his spear. The one where he flipped, he flipped with it. Mm-hmm. And we then know put, Goldberg ain't flipping that. Come on now. Oh, yeah, we know Goldberg ain't flipping, but you know, have, have Bobby flip with like, oh, I can match his spear, bro. And then put him in the hurt lock and call it a day. And he, and I wouldn't even... I, okay, not to just straight up Barry Goldberg, but the way that Bobby Lashley's been put, I wouldn't even have him get one move in. I would have an attempt. I would have him kick him with something and attempt to do a jackhammer or attempt to do a spear. And then Lashley reverses it and Lashley just goes to town. And it, it'll make the crowd happy. And in uh-huh. Vegas... So sure, you know I think that's what they should probably do. Speaking of, well, I can't say speaking of Vegas, but speaking of when it comes to the summer, the summer, the summer pay per views with SummerSlam coming up, we know what pay per view has always caught everybody's attention every single year. Slammiversary, baby. So, Impact Wrestling had their annual Slammiversary show. This uh, one took place uh, July seventeenth. At Skyway Studios in Nashville, Tennessee, and I'm like, okay, God, it, it got. I, I agree, they got to get out of Nashville, bro. Look, that's for the headquarters, bro. Yeah, I, I get it, but it's Nashville. <laughs> I'm sorry. I wouldn't even mind. I wouldn't even mind Nashville if they was in the if they were in a uh, respectable, not a respectable arena. If they were in a better arena. Like if they was in an NXT style arena, I wouldn't mind. But they're in like a Capital Wrestling Center style arena. Yeah, yeah. Hmm. Well, it, it shows, and then, well, they had their annual anniversary show, and they they decided, hey, well, WWE's gonna bring back fans. So we, I was like, well, y'all probably shouldn't. But <laughs> they let about those hundred people out there. You, you, you remember Family Guy when they made the joke about the fans of the WNBA you had that one guy like yay in the audience that's yeah, it yeah. That, that, that's that's Impact fans when it comes to talk about wrestling it's like yo where are the Impact fans at and it's that one guy right there who who's that Impact fan it's like it, it was like the same hundred people and, I, and look I'm not mad at them for being a loyalist but like I said I, Impact has just fallen so far off the wagon but one day I can always uh, 
keep my keep my uh, my head up on is that Impact will always somehow put on an awesome anniversary show every single year. I started actually going back and watching anniversary back when it was Bobby versus I forgot somebody. He had all the belts, and they actually had D'Lo. Uh, I think it was Eddie Edwards. Eddie Edwards, yeah. And they actually had uh, D'Angelo uh, oh. Williams. DC three or whatever. Yeah, they had actually had uh, D'Angelo uh, Williams teaming up with Moose at that time. Yep. Yeah, that was the first anniversary you, you actually got me back into. And every year I've been watching the anniversary, so I watched it this year, and I have to say, this wasn't one of the best ones. Nah, I think they did just get a new booking team too. Look, I'll be fine. Look, the. I had issues with a couple matches on this card. Obviously, I don't know too much of the story. I don't watch Impact Wrestling. I just watch Slammiversary every year to see what's going on. And I, I, I loosely keep up with Impact. And I was like, okay, well, um, the Kenny Omega Sammy Callahan match, I'll get onto that when I get onto that. Uh, we had a, we had a couple of returns, some that you did you really care or, you know, whatever the case may be. So, uh, first of all, Decay, which is not Crazy Steve anymore, is, is Rosemary and Havoc. Uh, d- t- oh, I mean, Decay still got, they got Crazy Steve and, uh, Black, was it Black Tyrus? Who's there? I don't, I don't know. Uh, yeah, I don't know who, who that double looked I don't know is. because I, so I, I've been loosely following this and it was like, uh, Havoc was just a tag team with somebody named Nevaeh and they, I don't think they won the titles. They probably did. I don't know, but they was just a tag team, and now she's teaming with Rosemary. So okay, just go with it. Sure, because that's the new decay. They beat my girls, Fire and Flavor. Yeah, uh, I, ain't I like don't know. That. I don't know why they beat them, but they're gonna get them back just because they're the Flavor and Fire are the actual tag team of the whole. Company and they done lost it twice already, so you know they all they do is lose them and get them like that. Okay, because I was like, wait, hold on now, because I did like Fire and Flavor, I did like the attention they, like their team. I'm not saying Decay is not a team because it looks like they they got some Decay Havoc and Rosemary. I mean, sure. Uh, they brought the, the, the biggest selling point or one of the biggest selling points for uh anniversary also was they brought back the Ultimate X match. And I, it was it was the the match the the concept was a selling point, but the people in the match were not. <laughs> thank you, thank you, Lord, thank you. You understand? What I'm about to say, part. I was about to say, maybe they should have kept it off. I'm like, you know, maybe it's not the the match that's the problem; it's the people in there. They had they had Josh Alexander, uh, Ace Austin, Chris Bay. Petey Williams, uh, Roja Raja, and Trey Miguel, all in this Ultimate X Match for Exhibition Championship. First of all, I ain't know Josh Alexander was a I don't know a X Division person. I was like, first of all, I hate the wrestling helmet. You're like I- he was um he was he was he was you know, in the tag team. They were like the longest reigning champions. I, I you believe. mean the North? Yes. Yes, I know. I remember. I I told you I like the North. 
Yeah. And I was like, what? so why the hell is he doing this shit? Because the North is not the North. Oh. Uh, uh, what you call it? Is in, is in uh, AEW. Who? His, his partner? partner's in AEW. Yeah, his partner's in AEW. Oh damn! Wait, who, who's part of it? Name wise, it's uh Ethan Page. That's r- you right. Ethan Page is it? Yeah, you right. So yeah, Ethan Page is in AEW, so he won the uh the Exhibition Championship. Well, this match um they tried, but in my opinion, they, it just kind of like it didn't have that X Division flavor to it. Because the other people, was, I mean, there was it, one. It did not. Huh? I said they did not. There, there was one spot that they tried where they was like everybody was having in, in a submission hole, and Josh. That Allen, was a oh, that was oh. horrible. But it, 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 they and tried dangerous. to do because I know PWG does that a lot, where they have a hole and somebody puts somebody else in the hole, and you know they'll do that a lot. But uh, that spot does not work on a pay per view like this, where it's like you could just. You have a dude in the ankle hole. He puts the dude in the rest hole. He puts the dude in the hole. Like, you're up by the title. Let go of everybody. And get exactly. He, he, first of all, Josh Alexander is holding up on the ropes. And then he puts Chris Bay in an ankle lock from hanging from the top there as Chris Bay is putting was Ace Austin in a sleeper. And then everybody's in the submission hole. And it's like one long train. I'm just like, this. I know what they're trying to go for, but it looks stupid. It looks stupid. I think that's that's Impact's new Tower of Doom spot. Oh god! Remember how in every multi-man match they'll do the Tower of Doom where they have like one person double suplex and two people on the side, yeah. and one person powerball everybody. Yeah, that's their new spot like that because they do that a lot. Well, I guess the X Division matches, the Ultimate X matches here to stay. Now, I don't know. It, it does not see. That's another thing about this arena. It just doesn't give off Ultimate X vibes. You know how I used to have the the four big wires and they used to look like Ultimate X. This don't even look like an Ultimate X. They, you like at the ceiling. Yeah, because first of all, they they got it so dark in that arena. It's like where they going up to? That like, oh shit, there's ropes up there. You barely can see yeah, the ropes. Yeah, because you're like on the roof almost. It's mm. like you, there's no space to make it look like oh my gosh. It's just like you're you're like right at the top of the building. Yeah, I, yeah, I, I just, I miss the old Ultimate X matches. Like you know, Super Max would just do a flying power bomb to you on the outside. Mm-hmm. Yep. Uh, and, and Homicide would just go dive and destroy you. Um, Matt Cardone and uh, is going against Brian Myers and uh, what's um, Emma's new name? Tanil Dashwood. It's Tanil Dashwood with a mystery partner from for Matt Cardone. Who is it? It's we already knew who this was. I don't know why they tried to like we didn't know who this is coming out. Well, she comes out and it's Chelsea Green. I mean, why not? They work with her on SmackDown. I mean, they they really are. Are they still dead? Are they married? They're engaged. Engaged. Okay. Well, yeah. She comes out and. They have it's a mixed tag matchup. I was like, I ain't know, you know, Brian Myers and Macrodon was a uh, rivalry, 
each other, but they are it's, <laughs> they are rivals just because they've been in the team for so long that they just like, all right, we gonna we gonna rival. Okay, well Chelsea Green put her unprettier on and got the pin on Tania Dashwood, so there you have it. As a big same match. Uh we had uh What's this guy's William Morrissey? Oh, Big Cass. That guy. Yeah. I don't know what you know his new name is now, but you know his name is his name is not William Morrissey. It's W Morrissey, which is worse. W Morrissey defeated Eddie Edwards. So that was a regular singles match. I was like, oh, big. That's right. Big Cass is back. Enzo's doing other. <laughs> Enzo's doing other stuff. So I was like, okay, yeah, he's in. He's an impact. Did I we, guess huh? if it was if his name was William Morrissey, I would not complain. But it's the W Morrissey that got me. The W with the period behind it. Yeah, is what got me. What gets me? I think he's. I think he probably felt as though he's like I'm being creative. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Sure. Uh, we have. Oh, this is the most dumbest name for a tag team. Finn Juice, David Finley, and Juice Robinson. Taking on Madman Fulton and uh, who's the other guy? Uh, Saria, Saria. Rhino? No, never mind. Not Rhino. Yeah, I, 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 I don't necessarily know. Uh, I was like, okay, sure. Uh, I do know that Madman Fulton is uh, Sawyer Fulton. Uh, Sawyer Fulton from Sawyer Fulton from uh, Sanity. Yeah, Sandy, yeah, so Yeah, he's the uh, I know Juice Robinson. I first I thought he was still in New Japan. I know he was an impact. Stay in New he Japan. He is in New Japan. Oh, so they doing a crossover? Somewhat. Okay. Well, they won that match. Uh the match of the night, in my personal opinion. Uh wait. Then they win? Yeah. Finn Juice won. I'm thinking of another match. Alright, my bad. Uh, Sorry. Uh Chris Saban. T- Took on Moose. Yeah, the, uh, random. It was pretty random. I was like, "This is happening because sure." Yeah, there was no heat, no storyline. They just literally announced. I think they announced Chris Saban like the day before. Wow. Moose is usually that one that gets that gets that big mid card match around the anniversary. He gets, I mean, he, he just gets, had a championship match. The last pay per view. He, he he's usually booked in big scenarios when this stuff happens. I don't know what happened. Yeah, he he literally just fought Omega for, for the title, the last pay per view. Oh main wow, event. I, saying, I, I didn't see the last the last one. Yeah, he he fought Omega for the title, and then after Sammy Callahan came out. Wait, so why the hell did they not give Moose a championship? Now? Because Omega has the championship. Omega had a championship, but also Omega needs. He's gonna have to lose them eventually because he's probably gonna have to lose them all before he goes. Yes, to the but page. he's not gonna. He's not gonna lose the Impact Championship first. He's gonna lose the AEW one first and then lose the Impact or whatever. He's not gonna lose Impact first or Triple A first. You know. Yeah, I thought because I mean, it, it would have been a kind of cool story that he loses like Impact the Triple A. And then he stuck with AEW, which is the most prized possession. Then he finally 
because of all the other title losses, he, he loses to Adam Page, and then now he has no belts, and we can't. And he goes off TV for a while, so we can get a chance to miss Kenny Omega. Oh, maybe I don't know. I just I just took it as he can lose because uh, I don't see him losing to Moose, and then you still trying to book him as being unbeatable on AEW. If he obviously has lost all his championships. Yeah. Okay. Uh, so yeah, Chris Saban defeats Moose, but it was a pretty good match. Moose does a moonsault fall away stand from the top rope, almost hits his head, but he does make it. Moose impresses me more and more every single time I see him wrestle. Uh huh. And he uh, he he missed. He said it. This man said, "I don't want to go to WWE because Impact offered the Impact told me I would be in big match scenarios." So far, Moose has been a big match scenarios. I no, mean, he just, just resigned. Like he lost, he lost the title match and still signed the paper. That's crazy. First of all, he'll be with Moose in WWE will just go right to NXT, and I think Triple H will see something in him, but I don't think Vince will. I mean, other than his body type. That's probably all Moose will say. But I'm just like, but if he works for Impact, he 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 can cross over AEW. So you know, yeah, but they haven't been <coughs> doing that. The only people that's been crossing over is Kenny Omega and the Good Brothers. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So <laughs> I'm sorry, I just got scared by my daughter. Uh, speaking of the Good Brothers. We got a fatal four-way tag team match. Impact World uh, for the Impact World Tag Team Championships. The Good Brothers uh, taking on Violent by Design. Uh, taking on Rich Swan and Willie you know, Mack. You know who's in that that team? Joe Dollaring and Rhino. Yes, Rhino and Eric Young. Yeah, and it's, I'm like, it's four people in it, and they do the, uh, the and, and, and and Diener. It, 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 Cody Diener from uh, over yep. ODB. Yep. That's that's. Ugh. Rhino has a tag team championship. Rhino has a championship in twenty twenty one. Yes. But Think yet, about that. But yeah, you got mad at me when I said we in the year of our Lord twenty twenty one and Christian and Matt Riddle still facing off. Stop. I didn't get mad. I was like, yeah, I mean. I don't mind it. I don't care. Shit, man. It, it, it all the way off the screen. Uh, taking on Rich Swan versus William Man. Taking on the team of Fahaba. Or Fallaba. Uh, how, how you say his name? I, I don't know. And his mystery partner. Wait for it, y'all. No way. Can't say rest. No way. Can't say. No way. Can't say. No way Jose is now in Impact Wrestling as no way. I said, if that ain't lazy. That's not horrible. No, that, Your name is No Way. He could no. at least be No Way uh, somebody. No Way You Jimmy know how many something. Hispanic, the Dominican names you could have picked from? Like you'll say, No no Way, Jesus, No Way, Cologne, <laughs> No Way. There's so many things you could have did other than saying, I'm No Way. 
no way you're over here in Impact. So now he's in Impact, and they have a fatal four-way match. And I was like, well, none of these guys, none of these people are winning the, the titles. I didn't even know Willie yes. Mack and Rich Swan was even talking. And I'm like, wasn't Rich Swan just a champion earlier this year, and now he's back in this uh, tag yes. team? <laughs> After he lost to Omega. <laughs> Get back to the, to the end of the line, boy. Oh, boy. So I'm like, well. There you have it. And, well, the Good Brothers win the matchup because that's the only tag team that I swear, yo, the elite is getting, like, is getting almost NWO-like, bro. Yeah, they are. They yeah. are just booking for them. And I'm like, I oh. mean, that's how they started, though. Yeah, well, I, I told you the Bullet Club was a, the, the New Japan NWO. No, what I'm saying, they start, that's how they started, like, when they, when they came to AEW, they had the championships. And the Bucks had the championships, and Omega had, I think, one title like that. He might have had a, a plenty of titles at that time, but they weren't like, I guess they, they they didn't like overly use the championships. But now, since Carl Edison and, and uh, Gallows got the championship, now they just about to start holding the titles up every week on AEW. They, I, you know what? They probably wanted to use the titles for that super match that they about to have. That's what they that's what they wanted it for. It's a possibility. The five members of the elite versus the five dark order, so they can all come out with titles. I think that's, I think that's why. Well, the dark order still sucks. God, the dark order. Yeah, we're not talking about the dark order right now. All right, I know. I'm sorry. Uh, your girl, Diana Perazzo, uh, mm-hmm. won against Thunder Rosa for the Knockouts Championship. Well, you can say that all is. That's a, this is a, that was a surprise. It was, I, I know that I, I like Thunder Rosa more than Diana Peraza. Yes, well, it was a mystery opponent, and everybody thought it was going to be like Mickey or like one of the Iconics or somebody that got fired. But it was Thunder Rosa making her debut. So, yes. you know. I was like, I'd rather have Thunder Rosa than day. But anyway, yeah. It, I mean, it was still cool to have Thunder Rosa. I wanted him to have more time. Uh, Diana uh, Diana Perrazzo wins, but after the matchup, Hardcore Country does come. Mickey James is back, for, huh? It was foreshadowed, by the way. Yeah, well, hey, look, she's back in Impact Wrestling. Uh, you know, Mickey James, James had a good career over in Impact. Yes, she she did, but I, I kind of almost like how they foreshadowed it. It was like uh, Diana Perrazzo had to sign the contract. And somebody dropped the bag off on her on her desk. They dropped the trash bag and the name yeah. tag on it said Mickey. <laughs> <laughs> I was like, oh, hey, that's clever. It is. Yes, I, I did. It, it, it was running with that joke. So yeah, so so Mickey James is back at Impact Wrestling. That helps out the knockouts division because they know they they'll take they'll take care of her over there. I don't think she's gonna be wrestling. You don't think so? No, I think she's. I think she'll put. She's... I think she'll put uh, the, the Diana Peraza. Parazzo over at least once in one good match. I don't think she's wrestling like at all on the impact. Because mm. she, she works for uh she works for NWA. She's like their like general manager or something. Oh first of all, does NWA still even come on? I haven't seen it in a while. Yes, they come on. They're having an all women's pay per view that Mickey James is the head that's of. right. Still, so it's still on YouTube, right? Uh I, no, I think that's actually those are pay per views. No, I'm talking about like if I can watch NWA Power it's on YouTube. Oh right? yeah, 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 yeah. Okay, but no, Mickey is like the head of, uh, you know, NWA. Mm-hmm. So I know they, I know they, they are partnering up. I don't think Mickey is going to 
she might wrestle, but you know, I don't think it's gonna be like how how it was. <laughs> okay, that's fair. So we'll... uh, main event time: Kenny Omega taking with Don Callis takes on Sammy Callahan in a no disqualification match for the Impact World Championship. Once again, look, y'all gonna hate me, but these Kenny Omega unsanctioned no disqualification hardcore extreme rules type matches they just take this shit out of me every time I'm watching these drawings man like seriously like everything is a kick out everything is a fucking kick out and I'm like I can't I, 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 I I'm not with that man I mean the match is fine, but it's like, first of all, you already knew, just like you said, you already knew going in that 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 Sammy Callahan wasn't winning this matchup. He ain't beating Kenny Omega. If, if if me personally, when Kane start losing the belts, if anybody gonna lose to Kenny Omega, I mean, if, if Kane gonna lose to anybody, I think it should be Moose. Yeah, I think it might be Moose unless they build somebody up. But for now, it's, it's Moose. So, uh, we have Sammy Callahan doing his best Nick Gage with the, got the pizza cutter cutting Omega up on the, on the, on the side of the head. And we have everything in this match from barbed wire to tables to, uh, thumbtacks to all that kind of stuff. It's just, you know, it's, it's, it's a Sammy Callahan, uh, hardcore matchup. We 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 get get all this bullshit from. So, uh, did you like the match at all? Sammy Sammy Callahan is the new Impact's Abyss. Remember how every time Abyss have a a match, you already know how it would go. You know they had that board with the barbed wire. Yeah, you know they have thumbtacks. So it's like Sammy Callahan is the same way. Yeah, that's how I feel. Cause it, it, what sucks is Sammy Callahan's actually a decent wrestler. You know he he's not like he's just not like you know. A hardcore spot monkey. So, uh, they they bring in their oh was it, was that a sheet of metal or something like that? I don't know. He gives a sidewalks sidewalks in Omega on a on top of a trash can, and it gives a power bomb to this wooden plank or steel plate over to the corner. And uh, here's my thing. They they bring out the thumbtacks. You know, the, the, the duty spots. First of all. Literally, everybody's getting pile driver off of everything. Even Sammy Callahan brings out a barbed wire chair. Gives Omega a tombstone on the barbed wire chair. Omega kicks out. If we're going to get on WWE's ass for doing it, you know, we got to get on Impact's ass for doing it too. Yeah, and AEW did it like two weeks ago. They did a tombstone from the top rope. AEW does every Wednesday. Not a tombstone from the top rope. Fair. The, 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 the thumbtack spot they bring out the thumbtacks I like how Omega puts the thumbtacks on, on his knee pad and rubs his knee in the thumbtack so he can give, give him a V trigger I was like oh that's dope he gives him a package pile driver on the belt and Omega still kicks out and I'm like how I mean we know how he's Kenny Omega but I'm just like but that just takes away uh, just a lot from you know a lot from the match it's, it's not even you know dirty then Omega puts the thumbtacks in Callahan's mouth, which I, I hate that spot. I already told y'all that. Gives him a V-trigger, gives him a one-wing angel, and then Kenny Omega 
retains the championship. Yes. Nobody's kicking out of nobody's kicking out of the one we named you. Oh, absolutely not. Absolutely, absolutely not. I'm not saying anybody should kick out the one we named you. I'm just saying that uh, you know we could just got there. We need to do all this other extra shit with it. To be completely honest with it, so. Mm-hmm. So that was San Versary. Your final is a thumbs up, thumbs down. Oh, for you. whoa, whoa, whoa! At the end of the show, Gallows and Anderson came back out to celebrate, of course. And as somebody, I don't know if you're familiar with them or not, but Jay White came out. I've heard of Jay All White. Right? I know Jay White. And if you know Jay White, you know he is my New Japan Cammy Grimes. Oh, I know that. But he's he's not growing on me, but I I started to respect his wrestling ability. Alright. Okay. When he came out, he's he's the quote unquote leader of the bullet club at the moment. And he came out and Gallows and Innocent and Omega tried to two sweet him. And then Finjuice came out and beat up Jay White. Hmm. And they just looked at him. So, I guess Kenny Omega and uh, Jay White are going to feud now. Oh. And um, that kind of that, that not to say that it's a big deal, but it's kind of big because it leaves the door open for Impact, AAA, AEW, and New Japan to collaborate with each other yeah. on the same page. Mm-hmm. So that's that's kind of why it was a big deal for me in a sense because some people stay in New Japan like Tama Tonga, Tonga Loa, and, and those kind of people, uh, Okada and uh, Kota Ibushi, yeah. Naito, they all just stay on. They just stay on New Japan after all this merger. They just only been on New Japan. Let's open up the door for more stuff. Okay, that's good because Impact needs it. I think they need all the crossover help with AEW uh, and yeah. Japan. You thought. You thought. Uh, no, this is not for Impact. Mm. <laughs> Impact always gets the short end of the deal, okay? They always do. Because they was like, oh, they have their champions on AEW getting nothing in return. They don't even tell you what they Impact come on or what, what, when, what it comes on. That's, so, what, that's what it like said. needs a chance. That's why I'm still dumbfounded. Like, how are y'all still getting money? You see them hundred people in there, they probably charge like two hundred dollars to, to go in that so. Yeah. That's for everybody. Like everybody one payment of two hundred dollars, so there you go. Uh so my only thing I gave the show uh, me personally, it, it was not that great of a anniversary. I gave it a kind of a thumbs down. My there's some things I liked in there, but overall I didn't care for it. Like I did the I other ones. I gave it a thumb to the side because I was like, whatever, it's, you know, it's just impact. Yeah, but it's the anniversary, though. Yeah, you know, recently this anniversary has been okay, but they usually, for some reason, have big fools at, like, homecoming, they had a big show for no reason. Huh? Last year, they had the Fatal Five-Way Elimination Match. They had the old... Remember the Moose and Tommy Dreamer old school rules uh, mm-hmm. matchup? They had uh, a gauntlet uh, with, with Kylie Ray one. 
Uh, Chris Bay and Willie Mack was a damn good matchup last year. And the, the, the North, which I'm a fan of the North, uh, took care of Kid Shark and Sammy Callahan. And then your girl, that Rosalton, went, went, went up against Jordan Grace. So those were some pretty deep, dope, dope matches. The year before, <clears throat> anniversary, I think we, 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 we both reviewed that live. Let's see. Sammy Callahan took on Tessa Blanchard in the intergender match. Then we had Brian mm-hmm. Cage and Michael Elgin for the Impact World Championship. Rich Swan and Johnny. Rich Swan. Michael Elgin? Michael Elgin is trash. Oh. <laughs> like trash in I personal life or trash in wrestling? In personal life. I think he got arrested for beating up his wife, I think. Oh, damn, Michael Elgin. <clears throat> oh, damn, Michael Elgin. I can't ride for that. Uh, yeah, so, you know, Eddie Edwards and Killer Cross on the first blood match. Moose and Rob Van Dam. Uh, that yeah, that was, and then we go back to 2018. This is the one. Uh, let's see, Austin moves for the champion. That was a good match. Uh, Pentagon Dream versus Sammy Callahan, Mass versus Hair. The Latin American Exchange, which was you know the new uh, Ortiz defeated the old. Uh, it, it it was the 51-50 street fight for the for the Impact Tag Titles. It was the New LAX versus the old LAX. I thought that was dope. Yeah, that was the one with the the, the bar wire ring and all that. Yeah, I mean, not the bar, the boarded. The ring was boarded. The boarded ring. Yeah, so we we had a lot of good. See, so they've been good, but this, this year I don't know. It just it, it ain't clicking for me this year. You know, so that's what it was. But uh, we yeah, will, we, um, um, yeah, nah, we. we, we we got to talk about this Michael Logan thing real quick, all right? Yeah, sure. What's going on with Michael Logan? He violated his uh, protective order, all right? Yeah. So the order of protection was filed to him on May 12th by his fiance of this year. Multiple times between June 7th and June 14th, he tried using different alliances' names, different email addresses to contact her and her mother and uh, people that know her. And she, she she left her home in April and just went somewhere else because she was being abused physically, mentally, verbally, and emotionally. So he tried to contact her. He broke her order. They were in. They were. They had their relationship. Jesus, this is. A, Jesus Christ, their relationship was June twenty twenty to April twenty first, twenty twenty one. They were engaged. Um. The woman said she was never injured or any of her property was damaged. She never called 911, but she was abused by Elgin many times in the past and never reported it. Mm. <laughs> this man got a domestic problem. She wow. just said he was very intimidated. He's a large man and she just felt harm. She felt fearful of her life. I'm not mad at her. Shit, Michael Elgin is a huge solid dude. Wow, I know he was. I know he was fucking up like this, man. I really did. But look, she, she said, since I've been in a relationship with him, I have suffered sexual, mental, emotional, and verbal abuse for him, and abuse included punishment for saying no to sex, breathing, uh, burying me verbally in public, berating me, oh, berating, berating me verbally in private, isolating me from my friends and family. 
monitoring my phone and computer to see if I am complying. Um, I express not wanting to do. Oh, okay, gotcha. <laughs> okay, she didn't want to do stuff in front of like. Oh, pretty much. He made. He was making her do stuff in front of people. Okay, he is trash. Yeah. <laughs> So we ain't got to talk about him or bring him up. Uh, so be, be, before we get out the show, uh, one thing I do want to bring up because uh, we had last week when we just started the podcast, as soon as we was finished, we got the news that Paul Orndorff had passed away. And people who don't remember Paul Orndorff as Mr. Wonderful. And uh, he was in the main event match at WrestleMania with Hogan and Mr. T. And he was Piper's partner. He's part of the WWE Hall of Fame in 2005 and the National Wrestling Alliance Hall of Fame in 2009. Now, remember, I Paul Orndorff was before my time, so I, you're not about to get an extensive history or know, know some stories that I didn't know about before or anything like that. Um, I know he was a football player. I know he, you know, he uh, played for University of Tampa, stuff like that, and then of course he was selected. Uh, now I didn't didn't know that he was at the twelfth round of the nineteen seventy three NFL draft by the by the Saints, drafted him as a fullback. And then uh, he voluntarily quit during training camp uh, for personal problems. And then he decided to get professional. Yeah, <laughs> decided to give uh, professional wrestling a try. So here's here's my thing about Paul Order, Mister Wonderful. Um, I remember all him and WWE. WF and but then once again I grew up a WCW guy. So in the early WCW I used to see him and I remember he had like false count anywhere matches with Cactus Jack. And people would be so in all of it because it's like, wait a minute, this guy's gonna wrestle with Cactus Jack and stuff like that. And I was like, so him him uh coming back into doing that because he came in there from that that, that nineteen ninety two era all the way down. But there was something. Everybody look. I'm saying. Oh, by the way, if y'all want to see the false count, anybody match we're talking about with, with him and Cactus Jack, and that was at Super Brawl three in 1990. Super Brawl Saturday. No, okay. One thing y'all about, know what that huh? promo is from. Now I was saying a joke. People know where that's promo from. They will get the joke. Gotcha. So then I stopped watching them. But then he came back up at WCW with just, he, we used to just wear jean shorts. But there was something wrong with his arm. And when I was a kid, I was like, what's wrong with his arm? Now tell me you ain't, you remember Paul Orndorff, remember him at WCW when he had... Yeah, yeah. I used to have a, randomly, I don't know why, I had like porn, oh, oh God. Paul Orndorff. Mm-hmm. Paul Orndorff trading cards. For some reason. Oh, wow. Um, so, when I used to see him as a kid, I was like, I never understood why he had the one small arm on his right and the one big arm. I remember uh, he had like an arm wrestling competition. I don't know if, if, if he was feuding with the wall or because, you know, all those names WCW was stupid. And it was 2000. He was doing arm wrestling. He was like, use your other arm. Like, you know, kind of like a uh, scary movie. Take my strong hand. Uh, 
and he was arguing with this guy, and I was like, oh, wow, like, really what happened? It's kind of like when I seen Mean Gene's hand swollen one time, I was like, oh, what do you got, lymphedema? But, uh, I, um, I really didn't understand, you know, what, what why he had, I think he had some kind of nerve damage. Are you are, are you aware of what happened to him? I do not know what happened to him. I you know say um he was uh he died at seventy one on July twelfth uh he after being diagnosed with dementia and I know uh they don't know if they played a role in his death or not but dementia is is terrible. We had a couple family members that are. That, that that are dealing with that uh, right he, now. He suffered. He suffered an arm injury. Oh, okay. An arm and a neck injury. In wrestling in the match, and guess who he was wrestling? Cactus Jack. Nope. Okay. Okay. So somebody bad. Okay. Uh, Vader. <laughs> Your boy Hulk Hogan. His friend. Oh, my dead brother. <laughs> oh, I'm sorry about that dude. He, okay. Yeah, he, uh, he he injured his arm. Uh, the injury was left untreated for too long that the nerve his right bicep to antro in uh, antrophy a trophy. Oh, wow. oh what? Wow. I I really don't hear that, but it, it, just the fact that it was Hogan brother, you know, uh, was what I did there. I was like, well, what the hell? Because like I said, seeing him in WCW in the early 2000s, late 90s, but with the two different size arms, I was like, what happened to Paul Orndorff? You know, I thought that was an age. I was like, but though, this clear something. He really had some nerve damage in that in that right arm, and that's why it was so small. So. Those are my times. You remember him? Like I said, I didn't get the, I didn't get the great Mister Wonderful. I got him in early WCW days when he was feuding with Cactus Jack. I got him with the with the with the big arm, little arm, and then uh, I remember the, him in the main event at WrestleMania. But other than that, my history with Paul Duff is not that extensive, so please forgive me on that one. But I want to make sure I say something, and you know, may he rest in peace. You know, losing family members is not is not always easy. So he lived, he lived to be 71 years old, and I wanted to make sure, before I get out of here, that I wanted to make sure I honor this man. No chance, Doc. Oh, my God. He did it. <laughs> Prime no, did seriously, it. Seriously, from, from, from Paul Orndorff, why can I not say his name? From Paul Orndorff, I will say he has probably one, one of the greatest theme songs I have heard. Oh, really? You talking his original one, right? Huh? You talking his original one? Oh, it's probably like a second version. Okay. But it's, it's you know, it's like, it's just the, the intro of it, it's, it reminds me of, uh, mm, mm, Mr. Perfect seen something a little bit with, with lyrics. Because uh. he came out, he was Mr. Wonderful. He kind of came out like the total baggage. Like he came up with the robe and you know showing off his muscles and stuff. At least from from what I remember, from what I'm seeing in the videos. Uh huh. But 
Yeah, his theme song, it, I really like it. And, uh, you know, I, I, um, he, all right, so he came out during Hulk Hogan's birthday, right? Yeah. And that's when I heard the song. I was like, oh, this is a great song. So I went and downloaded the song and everything. Listen to the song a lot. Well, yeah, that's, that's the only thing I know about Paul Orndorff. Well, I, no, I'm saying, because he's, he's not our era. You know, my, I'm gonna say I watched him in the early '90s, stuff like that. But to truly appreciate him from the '80s and stuff like that, unfortunately, I'm here. But I will, anytime a fallen wrestler goes down, may he rest in peace, and may the Lord, you know, uh, bless his family and give all your blessings and your prayers to, to his family as well. Now, guys, we're about to just uh, end it right here. We go about to go into the Wednesday Night War. Uh, we had Samoa Joe being the referee. With Kane Cross, but Kane Cross chokes him out. So what happened? And of course, we have Fighter Fest, which is the uh, first coffin match uh, in night one of Fighter Fest. So if you guys listen to us on the YouTube channel, you guys can skip ahead around fifty minutes. But if you guys listen to us all on the podcast, make sure you guys check out the Wednesday Night War every single Thursday when we when NXT and AEW is done. And uh, you guys can listen to it now. And if you guys heard already, skip about fifty minutes. All right, so let's get into the Wednesday Night War. What's going on, YouTube? It's SCN, a place to be chilling with your homie, Mr. A&D. Back to give you guys another Wednesday Night War for NXT and AEW Dynamite Fighter Fest Night 1. Joining me is also uh, not Deion Sands or Primetime. What's up, y'all? It's me, it's me. So, we're back here. I, I, I enjoy doing this. Way. I'm, I'm trying to be more consistent with you guys when it comes to the wrestling content. And I, I realize it's less stressful when I just watch it, it's fresh. I get the review up and they call it a day. So, right now, so we had a pretty, both pretty good shows delivering from NXT and from Fighter Fest Night One uh, this week. I, I'm really excited for Fighter Fest Night Two, to be honest with you. Which is uh, yeah, me like, too. Yeah, what'd you say? I said me too. Yeah. So, but let's get right on into it here. Uh, we got NXT starting off because NXT. Is having Samoa Joe be the, the special referee between the championship match between Karrion Cross and Johnny Gargano, Johnny Wrestling tonight, and uh, also we got a couple other things that's, that's happening. So uh, NXT starts off with Ember Moon taking on Dakota Kai with Raquel Gonzalez here. Nice singles match by these two. These two women have a lot of good chemistry. Great matchup here. Uh, there was one point where Dakota Kai hits. Ember Moon with the Haluva kick and then hits her with like a crossroads and Ember Moon sold the shit out of that. Like planted herself on her head like RVD style. Mm-hmm. And then, yep. but, she, but she Yeah, but but she still kicks out and uh she trying to she, she trying to make a comeback, but then she gets caught on the top rope. Dakota Kai gives her that uh balance off the top rope GTS type thing that it is. I don't know what I don't know what the the, her, the way she calls it, oh, the the the, the GTK she calls it. Excuse me. Go to kick. Yeah. Uh. So after the matchup, uh, they celebrate and then the, then the lights go off and next thing you know, here comes Zaya Lee. Finally, Zaya Lee comes down, marches and and Dakota tries to set up in her face. I like how she didn't even look at. It. She just sideswiped her and said, "Nah, you ain't important right now." And Dakota's feeling some kind of way, so it looks like they're trying to plant the Easter egg of. You know the eventual breakup between those two, but Zia Lee, mm-hmm. as little as she is, went right there to Raquel Gonzalez, 
and said that she wants that championship. I'm telling you, I, I, I always wanted Azia Lee taking on Io Shirai in a battle of uh, China versus Japan. That that would have been great, but uh, obviously, you know, Io had to move that on. That doesn't sound like this at all. China versus Japan? Look, they do it in Mortal Kombat. It was like Scorpion versus Sub-Zero. The Chinese versus the Japanese. Yes, yes. I'm yeah. just kidding. You yeah, know, so, so, you know, making the whole thing. Yeah. Now I'm not sitting here saying talk about so we, we gotta have like, you know, E competitions or we have like the he had to have a fight in like E Honda's bathtub or nothing like that. But uh it was you know, it, it was still cool to see. So uh I don't know when when Regal's gonna make that matchup, the next takeover, whatever the case may be. I don't know if it's time for Raquel Gonzalez Raquel Gonzalez to lose it yet. But I don't know. I think they may be trying to call women up to the main roster as we see what's happening here. And but do you think Zia um, Lee's ready for it? I don't think that Zia Lee should be the SummerSlam blow off team. I think it should be Dakota Kai, don't you think? Yeah, I think it should be Dakota Kai. But you know, if like if they doing Zia, if they teasing Zia Lee now, it's like you know, it's kind of this is too close to SummerSlam to be like, oh yeah, Dakota Kai. Yeah, I think it should be Dakota Kai, and she should win off of Raquel Gonzalez, and then Raquel goes up to the main. She'll probably go up to the main roster, or I, 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 I don't know. Cause I don't know if because she's big, but I don't know if she's main roster. But I'm not sure yet. Uh, so, so go. real quick, why do I, I? So I understand the the main roster thing, but why can't people just stay down there? I mean, I I agree with you. Like, like. Adam Cole, Ciampa, Gorgano, they are staying in NXT, you can tell. Because it's going for rivalry. I know, rivalry. but I'm saying, you know. Huh? No, I, I was going to say, people say, well, they've done everything, but like when you go to the main roster, you win the belts, but you, you do everything, then, you know, it's like, then, then what? It's kind of like the same thing. If that's your argument of, well, they've done everything. They've done everything. I mean, I don't know. Me personally, I would like to stay, and then they can just, I mean, they may say they've done everything, but I mean, really, you can really, if, if in NXT, you can find something for them to do, such as yeah, tag team, mid-card, you know, other kind of yeah, rivalries. Yeah, they're interchangeable, and they make it work to where they still feel important other than, you know, yeah. you go to the main roster, and you barely know that, like, Shinsuke don't even feel important. That's that's all, that's my argument. <laughs> I mean, that's a, that's a pretty damn good argument. Because speaking of nothing, I feel important. This diamond mine, uh, were backstage with Malcolm Bivens, say they represent the best talent, coaches, and potential, and uh, and they uh, and they're all about competition. Bring up an open challenge, and then Bobby Fish, the original Bobby Fish, walks up and Rock Strong stares at him. The Bivis. who now? Huh? The who now? I call him the original Bobby. Fish. He had the old Ring of Honor gear and stuff on. I don't. This ain't look like Bobby Fish to me. Well, I mean, he he, he doesn't got that little pandemic gut going on. Yeah, I was. Uh, Which I was is... gonna say he looked like. <laughs> yeah, uh, yep, you're right. Yeah. Uh, see, he comes facing with Tyler Russ tonight. Strong says when yeah, Russ he... is done with him, it's over. If you know, so L.A. Knight sitting in the pool with the million dollar championship, and Cameron Grimes rings the doorbell, and uh, Knight says you're a little late, but Grimes says he might. Uh, he might be, but he's still a man of his word. So Grimes says he wants to get it over with. Yeah, because he has things to do. So I tell you, take, take, I swear, if he's if he's acting like that the whole time, he's a butler. I'm like, can you leave, please? <laughs> I, 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 I think that's probably part of the point. You're trying to piss Elliot at all. And then, so he, he, got, he got this loose suit on. Like it, it, that that loose touch is bothering me. 
Uh, and then he said, uh, you know, uh, he said he's wearing the water suit. Grimes, Grimes loves it. And he thinks it looks great. And Knight is annoyed because he's liking everything and he, he he's willing to do everything and it's pissing Knight off. So I, I can see where this is probably going. Bobby Fish taking on Tyler Russ with Diamond Mine. Once again, I don't care about the. Uh, Rock Strong's on the apron, stares at Fish, causes the distraction, and then rushes out the ring, he's a shoulder tackle, uh, and then, uh, Bobby Fish gets chop blocked, and then, get, uh, gets kicked to the head, which was, like, a very kick, and there's the pinfall. Tyler Russ wins the match. After the match, Diamond get get in the ring, they surround Bobby Fish, but then Koshida comes down, to make a threat. Like he he's just running and showing the, the championship, the cruiserweight championship in the face of everybody and they run off scared. I'm like, really? Really? Oh no, it's Kushida. Yeah, sure. No problem. Uh backstage Mojo's wearing the tight referee shirt. And then uh Carrie Cross with tight. the butt. <laughs> you don't think it's tight? Tight. Yeah, it's a tight all capitals. And he Kerry Cross sitting there doing his uh, boxing on the on the thing, and he's trying to go over the rules with him, but Cross ignores him. Then Joe just kicks the bag out the way and says, "Do we have an understanding?" And Cross says, "Joe Brady, not screw him tonight." And Joe says he'll take that as a yes. So uh, we are uh, we are back. Uh, we got this next matchup: Gigi Dolan taking on Saray. And I hate that they changed the name though. I mean, just don't. That don't sound like a superstar name. What, Gigi Dolan? Gigi Dolan does not sound G- like a, a, a superstar name at all. It doesn't. And her, her other name was Priscilla Kelly. At least that matched her. That's Priscilla Kelly? Yes. Oh, that's that's tampon in the Oh, snap. I did not know they like, signed Priscilla Kelly. Yeah, no, yeah. They signed her at the, right after she was on AEW. They signed her the next day. Oh, God. Yeah, well. Because like, she's been there. She's been signed over a year. Wow, I did not know that was Priscilla Kelly. They should just kept her name. Uh, Saray hits a drop kick on the yeah, bottom okay. rope. She goes to Brima. Huh? Real quick, though. They signed a lot of talent, and then they just changed their name. Like, they signed B Priestley. They signed, uh, like, three other women, and they just started changing their names. And their names don't even sound like, you know, they don't. their names don't sound dominant or, like, like a championship name or anything. It's like, you know. Yeah, I guess it, that's just a, a pet peeve of mine. I guess I don't. Know. No, I mean I feel you on that one. I really do feel you on that one. Uh, so <laughs> she she does the like the, the little brimo drop kick to her on the bottom rope and hits her with the the sail suplex and calls it a day. So uh, that's the win for Saray. So Miguel Del Fantasma backstage and it. it uh, uh, I got one more question. I got yeah. one more question. Yeah. Why wasn't Saray EO's partner? Yeah. Okay, now see, some people may have been like, why are you trying to put all the Asian people together? But I'm like, me personally, it makes sense to me. Yeah, like, I would have loved EO and Kari to be, like, when they, you know, like, some but things make sense. They giving so, Zoe Stark, they giving Zoe Stark's, like, the mad rub right now. Yeah. They she giving her the mad rub right, right now. She she might got pictures of Macho Man and uh and and uh Stephanie so she you know she she grabbing them or something yeah she, she ah. uh Gal Defantas was back uh, is backstage and Santos giving his boys a pep talk and he says Swerve uh is a winner but he's unlucky because he took the North American Championship 
and while uh, says hit rose, uh, who I says hit rose saw last week was offensive to his ears. But said they said they have no respect. Escobar rips his shirt off and says he always on the right side of history. He'll so uh, we got Dexter Loomis taking on Santos Escobar with Legado del Fantasma. Uh, the match is actually pretty pretty good as. Dexter Loomis goes for his little side suplex before he goes into the into the sleeper, but then Mendoza drags Escobar from the ring and Loomis goes out after him, but then he gets his arm pulled, shoulder first into the, the turnbuckle post, and then he goes back and Escobar hits uh, the Phantom Driver for the win. So Santo Escobar wins the matchup. Now two things happen after this because as Legal de Fantasma was leaving, Hidro is up on the top of the ramp. And kind of like talking trash and cursing them out as they go by. So it looks like we're going to have a rivalry between Legado del, del, del Fantasma and Hit Row. So. It makes sense. But, um. I mean, I, I guess of, it's for the North the North American Championship, I'm guessing. Yeah, I kind of hate that now. What? Because I don't know if you've been noticing, but, uh, uh, Legado del Fantasma, they. So they team up. They they fight anybody who has a championship, right? Yeah. And whoever that person is, obviously they always they always team up with with MSK or whoever the champions are. And then they always say we're gonna have a match for both of these championships, but then they always lose. Like they lose every we every big championship match, every big three way they lose all the time. Mm. Well, I tell you this: ain't time to take that bell swerve yet, because I'm feeling hero. And so, meanwhile, he just got it. He just just got it from somebody who just just got it. So no, well, no, Bronson Reed because Bronson Reed's getting called up. Yeah, but I'm saying even though even though he's getting called up, he had just got the bill like less than a month ago, maybe a month ago. Yeah, but Hit Row getting hot though. Well, yeah, but I'm I'm just saying like. I mean, look, I feel you, but I'm saying, but Hit Row is not going to lose it because they just took it from somebody who was a who was a placeholder. Yeah, some you know. They ain't gonna have two placeholders in the row. So, yeah, you know, you right. Uh, meanwhile, during the break, so Indy Hartwell, fine ass, comes out there, and she tries See, to. How come? So how come? How come I, when I know all these people, nobody cares. Like everybody in the comments be like, "Oh no," and nah, she's she she's ugly and all that. Then then when they on TV, and all of a sudden it's like, "Oh, it's the best person ever." Like, hold on, I said. No, she's not like, you, but I'm saying. Okay, I'm about to say, I'm like, on, I'm on recording. Shotsy, for example, nobody was saying nothing. Now, all of a sudden, it's like, oh, yeah, look at Shotsy. It's like, all right. You right. You, I, I, I will give you this. You've been on Shotsy's top ever since she was in Evolve. So, I'll give you that. Shotsy, Indy. I was there yeah. with Indy when she wasn't even, when she was signed, but she wasn't, like, officially, like, yeah. Because I was like, uh, I was like, yo, Indy, look, cause remember I said, I said, Indy is suffering from, from the Candice LeRae thing, that she looked better in her regular clothes opposed to her wrestling clothes. Uh, yeah. yeah. But then she, she changed the gear, and I was like, okay. Yeah, yeah and I was just like, because, and, and then so she comes out, she tries to pick up Dexter Luba's big ass. Which I thought she was going to do it, because she, I think she, like. If anybody can do that, I think it's either her or Raquel. Uh, uh, if anybody can do that, it's, it's Bianca. Well, I mean, I mean on NXT. Oh, you... NXT. Okay, I got you. So well, yeah, she, she picks up Dexter Lewis, but then <laughs> Aunt Tamina and Nia Jax. Oh yeah, yeah. <laughs> uh, oh, go pick him up, and then she falls, and then uh, as she falls on top of him, 
She's just gazing into him and she's about to kiss him. Then Kesari comes out, pushes her off and says, Yo, what are you doing? And just start mm-hmm. arguing with her as she goes to the bank as Dexter Loomis looks on. So, so question. Uh-huh. When Candace LeRae is about to, does that with Johnny, does, uh, does Indy just be like, yo. Well, I, okay. I mean, that's her husband. And then when it's Indy's turn, Candace says no. What I'm saying? Candace, I don't know. Candace does it, and Andy just does can't, can't do nothing. Not with Dexter Loomis, not with that creep. <laughs> so, but hey, uh, we had uh, we had Wade Barrett doing the, the the Jim Ross thing with the interview with Kyle O'Reilly. And he asked about losing Adam Cole. Kyle O'Reilly says losing is part of life. He watched it back. He can't he can't see the killer instant. He wonders if he needs it. He, he needs to tap into his old self to be Adam Cole. They're going to fight again at some point. Cole can't get away with it. He's the guy who's going to finish Adam Cole. So, obviously, that's the that's the bridge match. We want to get the rubber match probably at after SummerSlam. So, L.A. Knight is back again uh, with Cameron Grimes. And he, he, he goes to talk about he needs him to mow this long. He's, he you call this big long? Well... He gonna do what Trey said. Don't do what Trey to do with this. He said, "Well, my grandma used to chase me around all this time with this, so he has no problem cutting uh, cut, cut this lawn." Uh, we have the NXT Breakout Tournament first round. Duke Hudson taking on Hakeem and Jero. I don't. I, I don't know. Can you tell? Can, I have a question for you, Brian. Okay. Why is this guy wrestling with his jacket on? I. I and it's I, I not even a jacket. This is a suit jacket. Uh, I guess that's his gimmick. Bruh, maybe, I don't get maybe no... Maybe his gimmick is like Angel Garza when he rips off his uh, things. Maybe that's his gimmick. Bruh, I'm going to tell you this right now. You already know. You, I know you wore a suit jacket before. Yep. I don't even get that much movement when I have a fitting suit jacket at a when I go to church or anything like that. This man out here doing moon sauce and stuff with it. I'm like... This is, I'm telling you right now, this is not going to get over. I, it may look like it at first because he wears a lot of colorful jackets, but there are certain things in wrestling that can't get over, like Matt Riddle's bare feet, or there's something that's not going to get over, and it's going to be that jacket. <laughs> I'm telling you, because after a while, it's starting to become an eyesore. But uh, the, the match is uh, pretty okay, but then uh, Duke Hudson hits a literally a boss man slam. That is like the most... Unless Bossman does it, it's the most less impactful thing. And Jackson Riker does it now, too. So Duke Hudson wins the matchup. Who? You said Jackson who? Yeah, you're right. Pete Dunn and Orny Lorcan are interviewed backstage. And asked I was about, asking a real question. <laughs> uh, <laughs> I'll give you a real answer. Uh, asked about who, who they want to win the main event. Does He doesn't care. He's going to go find Gorgano ask, and ask who the baddest man in NXT is. Fine Cross asked him what happened when he got in the triangle truck at your house. He knew it was over. Asked them both how they are and who the best selection is in uh, NXT. But then Timothy Thatcher appears and asks, which is it? Dunn asks, who's asking? And Chopper comes up and then they, they start fighting. So, And then, next matchup, which is a team that I, I hate to say I forgot. Casey Cat Zero and Caden Carter defeat... Now, that was injured. Oh, that's right. Because they are a legit tag team. Versus yeah. Aaliyah and Jesse from the Robert Stone brand. Obviously. Jesse huh? Jesse Kamea. Jesse Kamea. Uh, 
we have uh, Kata Carter. Who's putting and, on her name? She, she's a part of Head Rob. Who? Jessica May? Yep. She part of Hit Row. Mm-hmm. How? She got the Swervitz Express. Oh, here you go. <laughs> she, be, she be on this podcast or something? No, they're dating. Oh, shit. They really is? Yes. Oh, shit. No, bro, that threw me at, no, that went over. Whoa, that went over my head. Over it, okay? That went over uh, my head. Over hers, too. It, oh. So... Uh, Casey and Kwin with a 450 net breaker, and uh, so uh, after the match, Aaliyah beats up Robert Stone, and looks like the Robert Stone brand is over. Peep this though, for the first time, I went on Twitter right. I was like, let me just check out Kaden Carter. Yo, if you ever been on Kaden Carter's Twitter, that is a gorgeous woman. Uh, her TikTok is where I go. Her, her and Casey Cassidy, I'm all like, Casey, like, Casey looks so boring. But then when I be seeing her and Kate Carter, I'm like, yo, she be, her and Katie Carter be, be loving on the side when, when she ain't with Ricochet. I'm just saying. <laughs> Probably. I'm, I'm just like, yo, with, with Ricochet, and I ain't got no problem with that, but, yo, I'm just like, though these women are, like, very beautiful, and they look like they, like, legit, legit friends. Like, like they know each other for a while because I'm going back, I'm like, yo, they are they is everywhere together. Mm-hmm. So uh yeah. Everywhere. So, uh, mm-hmm. Giant is approached by Samoa Joe in the red shirt. I like when he, he comes up and him and Austin is like Joe, 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 Joe. That was funny. Uh and then uh Austin asks if Joe wants to hang out, but he just walks off. Joe and Pete Dunn stop and stay at each other that's done uh does drugs at all. Ellie Knight is at the crib, he comes back furious, see Cameron Grimes sitting at the pool. And in his undies, and yo, I'm not trying to notice this, but it was noticeable. I was like, bro, you having a boner right now, or something? But sure, he uh, he he's out there. He he has this this he has this, this Mexican kid out there doing doing uh the lawn. I was like, this this hey, is look at this dude. Like what? <laughs> I said, this is a bad stereotype. That's why I was like, look at look at this. It, look, what? <laughs> he what? said. He said, "Yeah, I understand that I am your, you know, say brother, but I am also rich." And then, so he goes and, and, and calls him, and uh, he he drops some money. He said, "Let me rig that up for you." But he knocks Ellie Knight into the pool, and they say, "You want me to get you a towel?" So this is going to be annoying until Cameron Grimes wins that uh, million dollar belt at uh, the next takeover. Adam Cole if, comes to the ring, and says, "Huh?" If he wins it, if you're right. Adam Cole comes to the ring, says he's feeling really good about able to say that he told you so. He proved once again he's the greatest superstar in the history of NXT. He proved that Kyle O'Reilly was a fluke, and could it it, it it doesn't even count because it was unsanctioned. So you know he ain't got that loss. Uh, he listened to O'Reilly's interview earlier. He said losing is a part of life. He, well, yeah, if your name is Kyle O'Reilly. But then uh, Cole wants to talk about some old Joe, the man who stood and watched O'Reilly try to break his leg. Cole calls Joe overpaid security guard in a suit and says that he doesn't have the guts to come out and talk to him. Nobody does. Well, somebody came out, thick boy. Bronson Reed comes out and calls Cole the master manipulator and no longer has a North American championship, so he has nothing to lose. So, uh... So, are we going to get a, a, a Bronson Reed losing leagues NXT match or something? I think so. I think Adam Cole is going to give him a great match and then that's how he's going to go to the main roster. 
Okay. That's actually what's the main roster. Um. Oh, that's right. I meant to say when Aaliyah was beaten up and then Jesse Kamea, uh was walking back from Robert Stone. Um, good Lord, Frankie Monet came out and they and she kind of brought them to the back. And she says, so backstage, Frankie Monet, Jessica Mayer, and Robert Stone are walking backstage. And Monet says, they won't be worrying about Aaliyah anymore. Mandy Rose approaches them and says, it appears that the brand is still under new management. I was like, wait, when did Mandy Rose get to NXT? Yeah, so that was her call down. She's now full-time. I was like, so they left her from Plastic Dana Brooke? So Dana Brooke is by herself? First of all, Dana And they Brooke, were just say what? in a feed yesterday. The day before. Look, I'm telling you right now, I don't know what happened to my baby. You you, you know, as many years we've been doing this, I love me some Dana Brooke, right? <laughs> she changed. I was like, I don't even know who that woman is anymore. It's like Lil' Kim. Well, well <laughs> yeah, yeah, you're right. <laughs> I don't know what happened to her. But anyway, next week, Zion Lee will challenge the for the Women's Championship. And by fishing, because Kushida will face Roderick Strong and Tyler Russ. Main event time NXT Championship, Karrion Cross with Scarlett taking on Johnny Gorgano. Talk about a damn good matchup. Uh, we know Cross is coming up to the main roster, so it was it it is shown that he could lose the title at any time. Did I think it was going to be a Gorgano tonight? I'm not necessarily sure, but um, here they they had a, a very powerful matchup. Gorgano brought up to a good matchup. Uh, Cross tries to ram Gorgano. Uh, kind of off the off the turnbuckle, about to go for a power slam. Gorgano turns it into a DDT, and then uh, Gorgano, uh, while Cross is on the outside and arguing with Joe, he hits like the one final beat to the outside, and Dawson Cross says, "Yo, I really thought that was about to be it." And then hits the, then hits the one final beat in the ring, and then but he kicks out, and then all of a sudden, Cross just goes in primal mode. It just gives him, uh. A shot to the uh, 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 catches on those shot to the back of the head. Four straight power bombs like he ain't let go. Then turned it into a um was a a a, a death a death uh, a, a dooms uh no I'm sorry he turned to a sado suplex and then hit him in the back again of the head for the win. After the match, Joe raised the armor carrying cross, but he pulls it away. They stare at each other and trash talk. And Joe, Joe backs up, and then all of a sudden, they start attacking each other. And then Karrion Cross puts Joe into his uh, into the straight jacket and chokes Joe out. And that's how we end the show. So I'm thinking some old Joe coming back for TakeOver. Uh, he should if he don't. How can he not and win the NXT and then, then win the NXT Championship? And then when you got some old Joe down there, you got a, you got a fresh set of matches right there. Yep. So that, that was N- yep. that was NXT. I thought it was a really great. I thought it was a really great show uh, that, that, that they put on. So now it is it's Wednesday, and you know what that means. Oh my god! It, <laughs> it, it 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 is time for AEW Dynamite, and it so is, it is Wednesday, and you do know what that means. Ken. <laughs> He, he, he put so much extra stuff on it, and I'm just like, oh sure. So we do. I don't know. See, look, I, I love Brody, but I kind of wish they could just take that away. Because if Jim Ross is gonna be the one saying it, then then uh, I think they can no do without. He, he, he's look, because I, I think a lot of people think that's what he said. But it's just like you know, he be like, "It's Wednesday, you know what that means." That's it. It's all it was. 
And yes. then, yeah, it's, it's Wednesday, and you do know what that is. <laughs> Come on, man. Uh, look, I told you, you cry me a little hard, Jr. But you know what? It's cool though because we we here for Fighter Fest night one, and we got your Fighter Fest time. Yeah, and we got your boy here for for the IWGP United States Championship. John Moxley going up against the Machine Gun Corey Anderson. <laughs> I kind of so I I didn't you know the match was okay, the match was fine. I was like, really? This is we just gonna have John Moxley's big triumphal return? Just like. Whatever. Yeah, well, he 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 had a good match. I know what I'm saying. He hasn't been on TV since the Bucks took him out, and he ain't come back to no big. It was just like, oh yeah, by the way, John Moss is gonna be here next week. Bye. <laughs> like it wasn't no build up or nothing. You know. You know what? I can't I I I can't get mad at you for that one because you you're absolutely right on that one. Uh, then uh. Carlson will try to go for the stun gun, but Moxie won't avoid it. Ends up connected with the paradigm shift and wins the matchup. Still the IWGP champion. But uh, backstage, Lance Archer challenged John Moxley uh, to a Texas death match. Mm-hmm. So that should be a damn good matchup. Meanwhile, I, I, huh? I, I, so so real quick, real quick, real really 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 quick. They had this match in New Japan for the for the IWGP championship. Moxley won, and that was over a year ago. That was at to- the last Tokyo uh, Dome show, mm. Wrestle Kingdom. That was at Wrestle Kingdom last year, twenty twenty Wrestle Kingdom. But I don't know. It's just like I don't know why they put Ar- uh, Archer in these spots because it, it's like if he loses this time, it's like do we really still take him seriously if he loses all championship matches that he's ever been in, ever? And they put them so close together. Like he just fought Miro, like what two months ago, less than that. Yeah, for that, for that TV championship. And, and, and lost it. Then before that, he fought Cody and lost. For, and lost it. Then he fought. Uh, he fought Moxley for the world championship and lost. Right. I believe so. Yeah, so I'm like, you can't keep losing and losing and losing. And then, you know. So I personally think he should win. But I don't know if New Japan wants them to switch titles or whatever. But you know, I don't know, man. Because when it's when, when it's a Texas Deathmatch, I think you know you're dealing with something else here. Uh, Andrade El Eagolo calls out Death Triangle. Oh, yeah. Say what? And Andrade El Idiot Kang Kang. I'm gonna get it right eventually. Uh. <laughs> Oh, because there ain't two other announcers that can say it. And you don't even have to say his name. I'm just saying, like, uh, <laughs> yo, Jr. be doing that shit every night. I'm going to get it right this time. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? It's like you have two other people that can just say the name. You don't even have to try. Like, you just you can just chill out. <laughs> yo, he be jumping on that jaw, and I'll be like, yo, that jaw be having me dying, bro. I'm telling you. And Joby had me die. And I'm like, every time I watch it, I'm just like, yo, I already know uh, Prime is losing his shit right now because it's happening. But the thing I was about to lose my shit with is, first of all, what what what, what happened with Team Taz? Did I miss something? Uh, what do you mean? The FTW Championship, Brian can't take it on Ricky Starks. Yeah, you, yeah. What, what do you, what, you, you made me watch it? 
Karan, you already know what happened. I know what I'm saying. Like, like at, because the at the pay per view. The, the, so, uh, so the, the last interview they had was double or nothing, right? Yes, it was Paige versus Cage. Yes. And the then Paige won. came out there and they tried to cheat for for uh, Cage. That's and he right. He said, "No, I don't want to cheat." And then he lost. And then like the next week or something, he did. They did the same thing. Then they kind of boiled down. And then you know. Okay, because it, at that time so I was like, I was like, because right after double or nothing, that was the end of May, right? Towards the end of May. Yeah. Yeah. So I just got the news. So I was like, so I wasn't watching. So I didn't know. I was like, what the hell did this happen? So uh, we get Brian Cage to take take it on Ricky Starks in here, and then once again, Cage is doing all his I'm a face moves, and I'm just like, oh my god, you too big to be doing all this shit. I mean, it's clean, but still. Uh, and and Rick, Ricky Starks looks good. So 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 far, uh, Taz on commentary. Uh, Cage hits a huge super kick two count. Starks to sit out power bomb for a two count, and then uh, Starks goes for the title. Hobbs pulls it away, and I was like, "So I ain't know who's on Team Taz anymore." To be honest with you, Cage is an F five. Starks kicks out at two. Hooks, uh, hook the scratch, distracts the ref. Hobbs hits Cage with the belt, and then Starks hits the spear, and then gets the victory. So Ricky Starks is the new FTW champion. So it's still Ricky Starks, powerhouse Hobbs, and um, hook. hook as Team Taz, right? Yes, I really think they should have probably put that on Hobbs. Yeah, I I do too. But I think so. I think they just basically gave it to Ricky because he's Ricky would use it more as a TV championship. Yeah, and I think if you give it to Will Hobbs, he got to be dominant. I think Ricky's not going to be dominant. Ricky going to be losing a lot. And that's what I feel. Okay, I'm about to say because I think first of all I think him Powerhouse Hobbs and Brian Cage would be a dope match also because it was before, but uh, yeah I think Powerhouse Hobbs for what for what he has done would would have been would have been good you know in that role. Uh, but then here comes here comes your boy in all white. Cody comes out, walks and grabs the commentary headset. Cody says, you know, shouts out uh, Malachi Black for kicking Arn Anderson. He said, you come out and attack me. When you come out and attack sixty year old men, then we got a problem. Okay. So, uh, Cody grabs a so line. everybody on the roster. Say what? So everybody on the roster. Exactly. So Cody grabs a live mic and says he doesn't want he doesn't want to win every fight, but he has a, he has a better chance a uh, better chance where he knows it's coming. He feels like fighting. Black is is a uh, has fogs around it in the backstage area and doing his promo. Tells the story about the old house having to be put down. A whole horse. Why excuse me. Cody always had these stupid stories. You <laughs> say what? Cody always has these stupid stories. <laughs> Cody said the story. Malachi Black said the story. No, I'm saying, but Cody always usually has these stupid kind of stories. Uh huh. But now Malachi, well, Alistair Black story wasn't. I mean, Malachi Black story wasn't stupid. Cody usually the ones that come with these unnecessary stories. Yeah. Well, the lights go out. Then the lights come back on. It's Malachi Black, and then him and Cody start. Start facing off and and they they are fighting. So, uh, you know, I was like, Cody. I, as soon as Cody came out there in that white suit, I was like, God, he's looking more and more like John Cena every week. And when I say, look, I know he don't look like John Cena, but you, you know how the character stature is. Mm-hmm. I was like, he just gonna get him a bit, the, the, the big story, especially with the guy that, that comes in. Yeah, uh, why is why is it gotta be the light versus the darkness? The Cody is definitely not the light. <laughs> it's, it's not Cody. Look, Cody is always the light. 
Cody, every time it's a, it's a villain, he goes from the American Nightmare to the American Dream. Like, this is what, you know, it's what Cody does. Like, okay, look, if he can't, if his suit was like the American flag, I was like, that's Martin Cody Williams. Yo. That's Martin Cody. Like, thank no, God, thank God it's white, not. Yo, thank God it's not. Because, do you remember when he came back in the all black, he had the black hair, and he was like, it's the death of Superman. I'm like, <laughs> Cody. Oh, yeah, Cody, Cody does some questionable things. He said the death of Superman. Oh man, I, I remember that. Okay, let's let's keep this thing pushing. Uh, so we Oz Roberts backstage with, with with Tully Blanchard, Santana Ortiz in a rub, and they threatened Tully and said that they, uh, they were taught respect due to uh, respect to elders. And now look at him. Tony Schiavone introduces Hangman Page. Page comes out looking fired up, and then uh, Tony calls out for Omega. But then of course it's like all the Triple H elite come out. I hate these facial hairs that they got. Nah, they, they, some of them cut him. We talk, Kenny had the facial hair tonight. So did the Young Kenny Bucks. Kenny the only one, that, but the other ones cut him. The Young Bucks, Nick and Matt still got the facial hair. Nah. Wait a minute, because I... Look so at they must it. Either grown it back, they must have either grown it back quickly. Because <clears throat> I remember them. I remember they cut it. Look, well, let, it, me, it, let me... It was, if you look at it, if you find a clip of them tonight, they still got that dumbass facial hair on. Let me, let me make... Let me, I'm about to see. I'm about to make sure, because I... <clears throat> Maybe I'm wrong. I could be. So just give me a. Yeah. Just give me a. Just give me, no, no, I'm about to say so, yeah, so, so as you keep looking forward, uh, there is uh, was it so, the Dark Order come out and then Cody was saying why don't we have like a five on five matchup and then Adam uh, Page says well look fine, but uh, that means they get a shot at the tag team titles. So obviously Omega wasn't for that. So. <clears throat> And then uh, was Omega says that he would consider it, but if the Elite win, Dark Order and Page will lose their shots at the titles. Omega says Page is afraid of failing. The crowd chants "Cowboy shit," <laughs> and uh, <laughs> if Page is cool with that, then, then so are the Elite. And Page says they're on. Then we get a Chris Jericho uh, interview with Alex Marvarez backstage, and then uh, Jericho says MJF is an intelligent man, and he should know uh, the the Hercules one his labors and that's exactly what will happen with with Jericho. Jericho said he walked through the fire over broken glass to ruin MJF's life, but then Sean Spears comes and attacks him with an extra swole with a chair like right to the throat. As um J- MJF comes in there with Jericho and says this is the first match that you're gonna have next week and Spears will be allowed to use chairs where uh Jericho will not be. So it's the whole Triple H and Carlito thing. It's no disqualifications mm-hmm. for Car- Carlito. Pretty much. Matt Hardy makes his interest because in 2021, we're still doing Matt Hardy versus Christian Cage. Yes, this is happening. In twenty in the year of our Lord, 2021, we still get Matt Hardy that, that still has his fourth it. kid. Huh? I didn't, I, didn't, I didn't mind it too much. I didn't really care. Bro, I didn't really care to, to like be like, oh, they doing this? I was like, okay, yeah. yeah It'll be over. Matt ain't got no knees. Christian ain't got no bounce left. I'm just like... Yeah, but this and this match is not a match to be like, oh, this is going to be a classic. It's just like a, you know, whatever. Sure. It's Can't, just a filler on the show. Christian so Cage, is, Christian Cage hits his terrible frog splash for a two count. Hardy hits a suplex two count. Cage is inside cradle. Two count. They're going back and forth with this. Cage goes for the kill switch. Hardy distracts the web, hits a low blow. And then Cage kicks out at two. Hardy looks, uh, 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 locks in the leech on the outside. Hardy tells the ref to count while Cage is unconscious. Cage gets over at nine. Cage hits the kill switch and gets the victory. 
because how? And he kicked, he kicked out the twist of fate too. I was like, okay, sure. Prior Park comes out to attack Christian, but Jurassic Express chased him off. And we get a video package from Miro. Sorry, I'm just running through this so we can be good on time. Uh, then we get Tony Schiavone in the ring as he introduces Britt Baker, Dr. Oh, Britt wait, Baker. did you not? Did you see Miro? The, uh, I didn't, I didn't, they had a video, video package of Miro. Miro is uh, God's favorite champion. That the TNT yeah, title he, has now he had a, a white he strap. Had a new, yeah, white strap with a green, uh, whatever, green lettering or whatever. Yeah, it's all. How do you feel about it? Uh, I won't be completely honest with you. I like the red, but I know they retired it. So I, I don't know how I feel about the green and the white. Because the green and the white looks like money in the bank to me. I thought it was more of Bulgaria. That's what I thought. Oh, you know what? Okay, that makes sense. That makes sense. But then, like, I see they couldn't do the red strap because if it was the red strap, that definitely would have been nice. But I guess because of uh, Brody, they didn't want to do the red exactly. Strap, but I still kind of think it was more Bulgaria, in my opinion. No, I mean, I, I, as you said it, it makes sense. Tony Schiavone is in the ring. He introduces Britt Baker, Doctor Britt Baker, DMD, and Baker says she always comes Name out. Me, <laughs> she comes out the best bitch on the block. She said, if you, if you see fear, you better look again. Niles at the top of the food chain, but Britt is off the menu. And Baker says, Vicky's last name will keep her relevant, but Nyla doesn't. Vicky says, Baker's days are champion, are numbered. And Nyla says, everything that has been handed to Baker. Okay, really quick. Really yeah. quick. The elite, right? Uh-huh. So they have the facial hair, but Nick and Matt just have their regular facial hair. Okay. Kenny has the dumb facial hair. Oh God, Kenny! I hate that facial hair. I really do. And you know, yeah. Yeah. Okay. Uh, so now says everything's been handed to Baker, and she will hand her an ass whooping. She said it on strong. It's nature of the beast. Uh, John Moxley talked about how he will survive Lance Archer in the Texas Death Match, and then uh, we we get Sammy Guevara taking on. Wheeler, yeah, take a, <laughs> Wheeler, Yota. Honestly, this is a Sammy Guevara show-off matchup. He basically showing off Pretty all his athletics that he can do. You know, playing with him, bounce off the ropes, doing backflips, stuff like that. Uh, but then Gar hits the insecurity springboard cutter, and then hits the, the, the GTH for the victory in Sammy Guevara. He does show respect to Yota. I believe I pronounce his name. Yeah, so I don't know who he is. I just know they say he's like a protege of... Um, Hideo? No. The best friends. Oh, best friends. Oh, gotcha. Tony Schiavone is backstage with with The Factory, which I think is the dumbest name. Uh, When QT Marshall pours a drink on Schiavone's head, Schiavone uh, talks about his loss. I was like, well, this is weak. I don't like, I'm not liking this QT Marshall shit. Penelope Ford makes her entrance. They forgot she was from Philly. Shout out to uh, Help Me With The Name Prime. Okay. Yoka Shazikaki. Oh my god. I asked you to help me with the name. Yuka Sakazaki. Yuka Sakazaki. Gotcha. Saka Sakazaki. Sakazaki. That's a thing. That's a thing. That's a thing. She come out. It's like, what's it called? That's so fucked up. 
That is that that is die is fucked up. <laughs> I think just, she sings it. I think she sings it herself. I think. Makes her interest for the first time in sixteen months. Uh, but that before, so they had to match up. Uh, you know, Yoka is you know pretty pretty much on Penelope Ford. Then she goes and hits a hits a high knee in the corner and diving elbow. And then uh, she goes on the, the uh, eight like the ropes like right in the middle and hits a magic girl splash. I was like, this is not great. But hey, she beats Penelope Ford with it. We get a video package for we get a video package for AEW Rampage, which I really thought was the game. I was getting excited, but it's, it's the Friday night show starting August thirteenth. So, mm-hmm. are we going to review that show, Brian? Uh, it's only an hour, so maybe. Okay, because I'm gonna say yeah, I I, I want to get the wrestling content up on the sh- on the channel. Uh, after that, it's, it, Justin Roberts goes over the rules of the coffin match. Like we really need to know that. A uh, coffin match. Darby Allen taking on Ethan Page. So they have these guys to come out in like these black jeans and black buttons trying to carry this coffin out. It's an empty. <laughs> what, what, the, the, the druids. Yeah, I was like, yeah, the, wow, the this is, yeah, w- 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 with the button ups and jeans, like they like they struggle with this casket. So they come out, and then of course it's all eagle Ethan Page, and then here comes Darby Allen. Hold on, real quick. Sorry, say that again. I said so. I all said, all Eagle Ethan Page comes out. Okay. Then we have Darby Allen that comes out. And Darby Allen said, you know what? I'm about to get my Bret Hart on. So he goes and just runs and attacks uh, Ethan Page right there in the corner. And he just he just running and just, just, just throwing him on the back of the springboards and uh, hits him in his face. And we realize he has a metal plate on his back. And he's like, that would be excellent for the coffin drop. And then he takes it off. I was like, well, that's not going to, that's not going to work at all. So... <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> so uh, Scorpio side jumps out the coffin and attacks Darby Allen, but then Sting comes down, huge ovation because by the way, it's a lot of crowd now, and then Sting starts beating up Scorpio Sky. Huh? <laughs> I'm talking about uh, uh, what's uh, Jake Roberts? <laughs> Stein. <laughs> Did you watch that week? You probably didn't watch that week. I didn't probably, probably. watch that week. No. He was like <laughs> Steiner. Stein. <laughs> <laughs> you just can't see it. And nobody was like, oh, alright. Okay. Alright, Jake. Yeah, it's old ass. <laughs> yeah, yeah, I definitely miss that. I gotta go back and watch I gotta go back and watch that one. You know what? Hey, that was a good laugh. Yeah. I, <laughs> if I can find a clip, I'll send it to you. <laughs> uh, so, uh, Sting tosses uh, Scorpio Sky over the barricade, stinging a big brawl in the crowd. Great to see a brawl in the crowd, and I it's consistent with Sting. Sting misses a, a stinger splash, but he he keeps stinger splash. <laughs> he, he crouches and uh, every, every time you say Sting, you gotta say it like that. That's how I say it from now on. I don't know why it's like it's stuck in my head. Uh, so inside the ring. Uh, Paige has unhooked the bottom rope and still steps is in the ring. I was like, I missed all this because it was too busy out there <laughs> to deal with Sting, Sting and Scorpio Sky. So, uh, <laughs> and I'm, I'm gonna get together, everybody. Trust me. Uh, so <laughs> Paige and Allen brawl to the crowd as well. Allen, this is the most salty shit. So he's holding like the top of the entrance way for, for like for, for the lower level. He jumps down the splash will eat the page. He just catches him. 
And I'm just like, that's salty. And uh, he just slams against the, uh, the metal railings uh, back and forth. So, uh, so now we go back to the ringside. And then uh, Darby is fighting back, trying to do a coffin drop to Ethan Page on the steel steps. But Ethan picks him up off the top rope, gives him an insider's edge, outsider's edge, however you want to call it, on the steel steps from the top rope. Dead mm-hmm. like it sucked. Yeah, well, it's Darby. Darby, Darby don't care. <laughs> he really don't. Uh, so then, uh, also, Ethan Page has like the hook from the from the ring ropes, ties around Darby's necklace and takes him down. But then Darby fights back, and then Darby takes the hook and put it inside Ethan's mouth. Uh, so since still not doing that during COVID, but he does it. And then both men brawl inside the coffin. Uh, Page with the right hands, Allen bites the hand, and then Page body drops the uh, uh, hits a back body drop to Allen on the floor, and Page is busted open somehow. Allen hits a stunner. Uh, and then patience. Oh, no, I, I did it already. So then, uh, they're both on the apron. Darby goes against the skateboard, and I, I thought it had the thumbtacks on it, but it, don't, it didn't. And then he goes up, and there's like a double foot stop with the skateboard, almost crash and burn himself on the ropes, and then takes Ethan Page out to the casket and closes the casket. And Darby Allen is your winner, and I. How, now, before I go to the ending, how did you feel about this casting match? Was it underwhelming to you? Uh, it wasn't overwhelming. It was kind of overbooked just because of them trying to put Stang in there, <laughs> Stang in there, so that he could get the uh, audience. Yeah. But you know, it was just like eh. yeah. I, I thought it was kind of about. I, th- I I I didn't expect it to be Mill Morte's casket match, but I was expecting like you know. Darby, this why I go to do the, the thumbtack on the skateboard. It's just gonna be a little bit more. It just felt like a very short, overbooked casket match. Well, then at the end, Darby just moves the casket right there uh, by the um, by the ring, uh, right there on the ring floor. Goes to the top and does a casket, a coffin drop right through the coffin onto Ethan Page. Mm-hmm. And I was like, I'm glad that you know. He aimed that great because that could have ended out so badly. But so so real, real quick, just real quick. Uh, hypo- hypothetically speaking, right? Yeah. If they had the casket elevated and he did the coffin drop and Ethan Page fell to the floor and Darby fell in the casket, does that mean he lost? I would think so. They need to do it. the next time they do it. They need to do it like that. He does the coffin drop and the person falls out the bottom. He kind of. Still somehow is in there. Mm-hmm. I don't know. I think that'd be just random, but it'd be it'd be like a like wow. That's that's an interesting finish. It is, but it uh, but that was AEW this week. So, in your opinion, prior who gets to win AEW or NXT this week? Hey, I'm gonna get, I'm gonna give it to the show that had the stanger on it. <laughs> I like saying that's where I'm. Uh, it's your heavy diet, man. Uh, I, 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 I'm gonna give it to NXT this week. Okay, okay. I thought it because that main event between Cross and Gorgana was great. Uh, of course, I, 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 H-I-P-R-O Kona, I like it. I like the Indy Hartwell stuff now with Dexter Loomis. Uh, so there was a good match on there all week. I did like Fighter Fest, but like I said, the John Moxley thing was like he just is back. I'm like, he's come, he's returning, but he's just back. The coffin match to me was a little underwhelming and overbooked to me. I was like, uh, 
I thought it could have been a lot better. Maybe they had more time, I'm guessing, but it was just, you know, I, I felt that I was missing something, you know, about it. And uh, Cody's Cody. So there was, was more promo. So I was like, that's why I was saying I was really excited for, for night two of Fighter Fest. I thought the, the, the night one was was not was kind of weak. So I go with NXT. But you guys can post your comments down below. If you guys are not listening to us on the podcast, if you guys enjoyed uh, uh, the Wednesday Night World, which one did you like, NXT or AEW this week? Hit the like button if you guys enjoyed our review of this. Hit the subscribe button for more uh, wrestling content of AEW NXT reviews right here on NC Studios. So once again, it's NC in place. We chose from Mr. Andy and not Deion Sanders for primetime. All right, y'all. All right, and the Nerd Coalition is out. All right, guys, that was the Wednesday Night War. So uh, uh, I appreciate doing that with prime time. But now it's time, it's time to get out of here, man. You know, talked a lot of stuff like that. So make sure you guys check out, uh, you know, our Money in the Bank review. That should be up by now by the time you guys listen to this podcast. Uh, make sure you guys check us out on SpacesFully.com. That's company we're a part of. Check out the content they have on there. The Lulu and Pop Plus One. Lulu and Pop Horror Show. Both sides of the Market Dark Show. Make sure you guys check out the Nerd Coalition's content on there as well. As the No Gimmick Scene of Wrestling Podcast. Nerd Gas and Talk Podcast. Turntables. Hip Hop Culture and Beyond. And Drunk Thoughts. Make sure you check us out on all the podcasts. App Stitcher. Apple Podcasts. Google Podcasts. Spotify. iHeartRadio. Stitcher. And make sure you check our segments out on YouTube Premium. Make sure you check out, man, every single Friday, Prime Nostalgia Podcast. So make sure you guys check that out. I was just uh, watching part of the NBA, like the Monster Squad video that y'all just did. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, so I'm going to go back and and definitely finish that one. And, uh, yeah, so make sure you guys sit to part of that. Support my man Q-Flow. My man is out there traveling traveling the country right now so make sure y'all go support him support the war drum you know he's a very humble guy but i want him to get all his flowers and get all his earnings as well so oh we wrapping this thing up right now guys so once again this is nc in the place to be chilling between mr andy and not Deion sands of prime time all right y'all just being real all right and q flow i do know where you at so take some time and take us out to your ears welcome to the show we don't need any gimmicks you already know so sit back relax and hit the like button go and share with your friends and keep the likes coming swag on trivia and prompts top five either way it's fun and you're hearing it live join with your host mr a and e yeah you know it's the place to be it's nc Imagine your new bathroom, a sparkling new tub, a modern shower conversion, a seamless new wall, all done in as little as a day. Introducing Bathfitter. Join over 2 million customers delighted with our one-of-a-kind remodeling process. No demolition, no mess. Guaranteed for life. Installed in as little as a day. Book a free in-home consultation at bathfitterpodcasts.com and get our best offer of the year right now. Bathfitter, 35 years of better bath remodels.